Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode 264 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, April 19th, 2017. My name is Dan Gorman, and say what you will about America, 13 bucks still gets you have a hell of a lot of mice. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and like I said, I ain't high, but my dog is, and I am. <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and no, 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 please stay. It's true. I've talked this way all my <laughs> life. It's made things very difficult for me. <laughs> oh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. I'm in hell. <laughs> Two of us got to see the new Furious film while somebody watched the spoof of the new uh, Furious film. Or a spoof of a Furious film, I suppose. Mm. Uh, we will talk about our Punishment album for the week, and we will roll for movies next week in Film Roulette. We will talk about The O.C. at the end of the episode. Did somebody watch The O.C.? Who watched it? I watched it. All right. Um, and we'll talk about movie news and things that have been going on this week. But before that, you can email us your thoughts and your feedback to info at modernsuperior.com. You can go to iTunes and rate and review us if you search for See You Next Wednesday. Go to modernsuperior.com where you can find other podcasts and a link to our merchandise. And you can also go to facebook.com slash synwpc or also Twitter. We are at uh, synwpc. So you can find us on there too. So there you go. Mm -hmm. All the ways that you can find us. All of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're findable. Yeah. We're out there. How you guys doing? Go fine. Doing yeah. All right. All right. Sure. Um, yeah. Tons of stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, do we want to dive right into the movie news, the new news, and oh, things we've been watching? And, and we got things from uh, listeners. Yeah. Yes. Like I, I have a ton of information off the top here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's been some some really fun uh, uh, listener stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, first off, well, we got an email from Peter Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, just letting us know he's on board with the Patreon. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty dope. Uh, but his suggestion is that we completely cut and run on the OC in yeah. favor of Prison Break. Yeah. Uh, which, I that is a sentiment that I've heard more than once. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Uh, so that's uh, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. He also wants us to check out uh, the show Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, which is a Netflix show. Yeah. yeah. Um, he mentioned he finished the show and there was faults in the miniseries, but he could not get it out of his mind, and that the show touches on issues and concerns with honesty, or without too much bias or black and white point of view. Mm-hmm. I watched the entirety of this show already. Oh. Oh. Yes. You didn't like it, and I didn't bring it up on the show because. Well, it was a thing that Emma was watching it, and I was just, like, around for the whole time, and it was one of those things where we just kind of got sucked into, let's just finish out the show because right. we want to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hate it or anything, uh, but I did feel like it was, uh, I don't know. I, I did, um, I read an article on Birth Movies Death that was really interesting that kind of said, uh, where where is it? Let me just find the name of the article. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of saying that the show is is trying to tell you like don't be a bully don't like be an asshole which is a good message but then the sh- the, sh- the show is about somebody who commits suicide and then sends these tapes to all their friends kind of going through what all these people did to her and her in when she was alive and the way that the show kind of works out kind of posits that like you know, it all worked out in the end, and they all learned their lessons. Yeah, so, so if you're going to kill yourself, so you're really gonna... stick it in their yeah. faces. <laughs> wow. Uh, For sometimes, <laughs> killing yourself, not a bad yeah, idea. You want to show them? Yeah, so there, it's, <laughs> yeah, it was a... What a message. Don't I mean, kill yourself, but... It, that's not necessarily the yeah. message, but it is sort of like, I did feel the show tackled some really dark issues, but right. did it in a way where sometimes it was, it was really well done and sometimes it wasn't. I see. Um, but, mm-hmm. but it is an interesting show and I do, I do think people will probably find lots to like about it, but I don't, it wasn't super for me. I right. prefer for me, it was like, if I'm going to watch this kind of like teen angst overwrought thing, I'm going to watch Riverdale because at least it's, it's sort of knowing and yeah. over the top and, and fun. And, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. this was sort of not that my bag. Or I could watch Westworld. Or I could watch Westworld. <laughs> or I could continue to watch Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true? I kind of hit a wall in Riverdale. Yeah. 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 I totally understand it. I'm, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for suggesting it. I would love to know if more people that are out there watched 13 Reasons Why and if they think uh, it was good or not. So let us know at info at modernsuperior.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? We've got uh, another email. We had uh, David Gunn uh, mm-hmm. sent us in another email. Wanted us to know that using Odd Job uh, in the multiplayer version of GoldenEye is yes. a bad idea. Yeah, he said <laughs> it was a, it was a test, uh, lesson that was taught to him. It was a life lesson for him. Yeah. What a charmed life he's leading. Yeah. yeah. That's a life I'm lesson. I'm glad that people people agree that when our sort of like brief aside into Goldeneye yeah. <laughs> was was <laughs> was uh, relatable to people. And the, the, again, though, Gold, Goldeneye being a good video game does not make up for Pierce Brosnan as Bond. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and listen, I have nothing against Pierce Brosnan. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. He was great in The Matador. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, and I, I do like Remington that movie. Yeah. When I was a kid. Um, but the his Bond movies are not good. Yeah, and it's, Maria, not, it's not entirely his fault. Mm-hmm. They're just shit movies. Another listener, Maria Hammond, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was uh, was getting all up in our business yeah, yeah. about our distaste for uh, for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the jury, in, in, as far as I'm concerned, the jury's still out. Uh, I haven't seen his yeah, Bond. No, uh, I've yeah. seen like 20 minutes of one of his Bond movies, but that was back when I wasn't a uh, you know when I wasn't jumping into the Bond mm-hmm. life. And yeah, I feel like no. people liked it at the time. 
Like, I feel like when Goldeneye well, it, came out, it, it was a very... very well. It was a remarkably successful run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, which I remember when he was announced as being Bond, I was like, him? Yeah. Flemington <laughs> Steel? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, but it was... Yeah, this, they did very well. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye was a huge success. Yeah. And then I feel like the one after that, I remember seeing in theaters and being like, that was fine. That was okay. Uh, they're all But then of, from there, I feel like it went even... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all like so non I feel like it was a real uh, diminishing returns yeah. Uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Did not care for it. Mm-hmm. I no, I don't know. There's something missing. Yeah. Um, we had a, was that it for emails? Cause there was a no. post I was going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's uh, there's, there's a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get to that. So Nick said this one's for Greg and Casey. Sorry, Dan. I have my first kid being born by the end of the month. And Casey mentioned. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. It's real good. Um, on the last episode, Casey made a mention about how he was playing run the jewels for his little girl. And I have been thinking about this exact scenario a lot as I love me some hip hop. What do you kids what, what do you guys think about <laughs> censoring this kind of thing from kids? I would like to think that my daughter will be smart enough to know that it's just art. And uh, I know this is slightly off topic, but I'd like to know some more information about yeah, that. So she will be smart enough to know yeah. if you have the conversation with her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's that's the thing, it. right? Like, is is right now she makes sounds mm-hmm. like she's starting to understand what words are. And she's she's got a lot of words now. Um, and one of, one of them sometimes is shit yeah. because I say shit way too much times in front of my kid, yeah. but, uh, way too much times when I talks the goods Englishes, <laughs> uh, I talk like a real golem around the house. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll play these things for her. I'm not going to shield her from things. I'm not going to, you know, show her fucking crazy gore well no uh (laughs) like crazy gore and stuff like that yeah Yeah. Uh, because there's there's a a very strict context that you have to put stuff like that into sure um but yeah i'm not gonna shield her from from this stuff i'm gonna be like there these are words that uh grown-ups say Mm -hmm. and um there there are contexts for them and and i'll give her all of that yeah yeah, I was uh, raised with very little uh, restriction on what I could watch or listen to, or, well, none. Uh, and I did see a lot of really gory horror movies and things like that at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was my brother mostly, but he was, well, you know, nine years older than me and, and explained stuff too. And I was really into effects and I got really interested mm-hmm. in that shit. That kind of opened a door for me being interested in film and not just a you know, as a viewer. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with music, anything just that came down the path. But, but with film and with anything that was coming my way my mom was really good about letting me see it but talking about it yeah and uh, explaining either what was good or what was bad or why something's inappropriate or you know there's a time and a place for this type of thing and yeah I, I don't think it's all about how you communicate the information to your child while yeah. it's happening yeah as opposed and I to think just that like that, leaving it out there you know yeah yeah and that open dialogue I think is is crazy important yeah. and super healthy for a kid so yeah. yeah yeah I also feel like there's a small element of and this is probably a, a way smaller element I, I agree with you guys I think like the discussion is the most important thing but mm-hmm. I do feel like there's a small element of like if they're used to these kinds of of things and this kind of content being around there's less like 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 if you shield them from it they're gonna want to see that movie or hear that song Absolutely. a thousand times more than if you're just like yeah here's the song let's discuss it then they're not gonna be like oh well I'm gonna go, you know it's yeah, oh, yeah, do yeah. behind your back then like yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> listen I know yeah. I know a few people who are really uh, 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 shielded as yeah. children like no TV and shit like that and they grew up these are some of the most 
fucked up people I know yeah. now. <laughs> I love who I went love, off some severe deep ends. <laughs> I love these parents who like. There's this cult of of parents yeah. these days uh, that that are like, uh, you know, we uh, limit screen time to this. And we mm-hmm. do They're like, well, yeah, I mean. Don't let your kids sit in front of the TV 24 hours a day, maybe. Let them go and experience life. But, like, there are these strict parameters yeah. that people put on on their kids. And I feel like half of it is for their kids, or less than half of it is for their kids, and most of it is so that they can tell the other parents that that's what they do. <laughs> uh, and and it, it's like, just pay attention to your fucking kid. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You don't have to make these strict guidelines. Like you can at some point go, you've been sitting in front of the TV too long, go play or something Mm -hmm. like that. But like, it's this like, oh, well, no, no screens at 3 p.m. because that's brain time or whatever. (laughs) Brain time. Well, I feel like you're just doing that so that you can tell Facebook. Yeah. Or you're doing that because you don't want to have the conversations because there's a big, there's a lot going on right now for our American listeners in Ontario or is it even Canada? Canada wide, I'm not sure, but about like sexual education and and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't want kids to be taught sexual education at certain ages and it's like yeah, because you're not doing it and you don't want your kid to come yeah. home and be like, What's a dick or something? And it's like <laughs> and then you have to like figure it out and it's like, Yeah, well, they need to know this shit because otherwise they're gonna go out and get pregnant, go yeah. out and get yeah, like yeah. syphilis or something. Oh, like, God, yeah. if, if you demystify first of all Exactly. The, Demystification the day, is what basically the word I'm trying to <laughs> the, the day the day Beatrice comes home and goes, What's a dick? <laughs> My response is going to be, but, but yeah, like if if you demystify sex, like you don't have to make sex a mystery to make it a really great thing. Sex is just a great thing on its own. Sure. And if you tell people that, but tell them, oh, but there's drawbacks too. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to grow up going, oh, okay, well I have all that information and I've had all that information. They're not just going to fucking figure it out. You know, one day when it's too late, and it's like, oh, but I've already fucked everyone. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. that went off. Uh, yeah. That went real quick. Listen, yeah, yeah. that got autobiographical yeah. real quick, and I'm sorry. Yeah, but I agree, and I do agree with you guys uh, in regards to what Nick was saying. I think, yeah, you got to have the discussion, and and yeah, I don't think I I've said it before in the show. I I feel like. every parent probably can suss it out themselves i'm not a parent i don't know but i'm sure there's the right time to show somebody a movie or an album or something where it might blow their minds a little but they're not going to be traumatized for life for it yeah Yeah, and and i feel like that's a good you know your kids yeah Yeah. you'll know your kids you'll know what your kids can handle and what they can't yeah um just be just be just fucking respect your children totally although with uh being a hip-hop fan nick Going through the '90s stuff, yeah, super hard. Yeah, there's so much. There'll be some screening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the <laughs> the homophobia going on in yeah. '90s hip hop. See, I don't yeah. think I don't even is... think that I would really screen that. I would just be like, this. This I know. is what was yeah, going yeah. on. It's but culturally. It, yeah, yeah. I guess, and you have and to. Ex- sucks. You, but you'll be you'll be explaining that one many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a uh, one of the. A satellite radio station is called Backspin. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's all this old hip hop from the '90s, but I'm like, holy shit! Every third song, yeah, <laughs> it's got something that just makes me bummed the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. when I get you know, through a '90s <laughs> hip hop album I've never heard before without them saying oh. anything blatantly homophobic, you're like, yes, <laughs> you guys are wicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
<laughs> well, thank you, Nick, for writing in on a on our Facebook post. Yeah, right? yeah, that was a, that was a, a nice, so uh, awesome, nicely evocative uh, uh, yeah. question. Yeah, and remember, mm. people listening, if you do want to get in touch with us, and you don't want to send us an email, you can Pro always post on the episodes or on our weekly "What Should We Talk About" post. Mm. Uh, uh, which is what uh, Patrick R. Murphy did. Oh, that's where I was going. Next. Nice. Uh, where he said, an "What equally, sequel?" An equally provocative question. <sighs> yeah, rough question. I have not. I, I didn't even think about it. Time thinking about it. Last well, I think night there's an obvious then... answer to. Well, the question for the listener yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, "What sequel you'd like to see that will never happen?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's the obvious answer is uh, the sequel to Dread. I think yeah. we're going to mm-hmm. keep hearing about it and hearing about it. It's yeah, never amazing. Happen. Yeah. yeah, that's. Um, yeah. I think that's sort of like the answer, and and that's the that's the biggest bummer. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, you know, g- given our sort of general stance, Doctor Detroit, yeah, oh, absolutely, <laughs> Doctor Detroit, the way for the wrath of mom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the sad thing is, I'm pretty sure Dan Aykroyd intends on me. I yeah. hope he listens to the show and is like, oh, shit. There, there's an audience it's time. out there. Well, the world's finally ready. He's got his finger on the pulse. Are you kidding me? If he made the sequel to Dr. Detroit now, I would be sleeping in front of the theater waiting for my <laughs> ticket. <laughs> um... Yeah, dread would be really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, trying to think. I can't even. Well, I, I, you always hear about um, the the sequel to Beetlejuice, mm-hmm, the Beetlejuice right. two sequel, and know. they're always like, "It's gonna happen." I'm fine no, with that not happening. Is yeah. it? Who knows? Uh, I, and I'm like, you know, I, I'd like to see it yeah. because yeah. I, I, I'd like to see more Beetlejuice. I don't think it's obviously it's not going to be nearly as good kind no, of thing. but i'm curious to see what they do with it because yeah, the yeah. idea that i've heard floated around was something about beetlejuice in hawaii or something yeah yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah that's like a long time ago yeah though, right? like a long long time ago and that that i was like they shouldn't make a sequel to oh hawaii yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and i was like listen that sounds that is just stupid enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> for that to be a good idea right. so i feel like if there's if there's like a, a solid idea behind it sure i want to yeah, see yeah, yeah. beetlejuice too or that batshit insane uh sequel to gladiator to gladiator yeah yeah oh man <laughs> love that i'd like to see that and and i have That's heard bonkers i mean every once in a while uh ridley scott pops up to go i'm gonna do it you know yeah uh and i've heard it recently i've heard rumblings that he still wants to do it i but. hope to get russell crowe do it it's so fucking <laughs> yeah. nuts i've been i've been waiting for so long to see a sequel um i want to see the sequel look who is also talking yet again yeah. <laughs> is also also talking. yeah um no i i that popped in my head as a joke 18 uh, <laughs> sequels to that yeah um i because recently i watched the pseudo sequel to fast times at ridgemont high called the wildlife right and for some reason that popped into my head and i was googling uh um amy heckerling who uh directed the first one um i would i would like to see something like that i feel like there was a lot of teen sex comedies in the 90s that didn't really land i mean they were culturally successful but right. for me looking back on them don't didn't land and i would love to see something like that where maybe these kinds of characters are traced into the 90s where they aren't teens anymore and they're in the 90s and they're older yeah. right yeah With like a sequel to zapped or something yeah right. <laughs> or, or even just like because joysticks wa- yeah <laughs> <laughs> but even just because like wildlife is sort of none of the characters carry over like doing something like that where it's like okay now here's a, a similar set of characters that were the same age of the characters in the wildlife but now they're they're in their after college right. in the 90s or something and i feel like there wasn't anything like that but mm. then i also thought real genius 
Because oh. I love the character of Chris in that movie, and yeah. and seeing maybe where he went after that movie, which is one of my all time favorite movies, mm-hmm. could have been an interesting thing. But it will never happen because you can't do it now. Because like maybe at the time you could have done it with Val Kilmer right. at that age, but you can't replace him. Don't fat shame Val Kilmer. <laughs> he's he's not he's not fat. No, not anymore. No, I he's guess. not fat anymore. No. Yeah, and he's he's up in his game on social media. Have you guys been seeing this? He's yeah, posting Facebooks and he, Twitters. He may and, not be fat anymore, but he's no shortage of bat shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I was just thinking. Yeah, those '80s movies where I want to see those characters again. And then I, I there is actually a sequel to this, but I I caught most of Romy Michelle's High School Reunion again this weekend mm-hmm. on TV. There's and a sequel to th- They that? made like a weird se- TV sequel with without the two actresses, like different people. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a good idea. Um, well, that movie wasn't really about the charm of no, Sorvino. No, no, these characters, yeah. <laughs> I, I would... Were they in that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are characters that I love so much and I love that movie. I think it's so underrated and I think it, it could have been an interesting... Uh, duo to follow into another movie. Yeah. Who plays Romy and Michelle in the? I don't know. I can't remember. It's some weird like I'm. It, I can't remember what it is. I'll look it up. But yeah, Melissa Joan Hart and, and Trey Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it also serves as a weird sequel to Dead Heat. I don't even know. How. <laughs> there you go. Here it is. Dead yeah. Heat would be that would be a good more sequel. Dead Heat, please. Yeah. You know what? Uh, who you know who plays one of them? Catherine Heigl. Oh. And Alex Breckenridge. Breckers. Yeah. Right. Isn't that? Yeah. In the beginning, before they ruled the reunion, they rocked Hollywood. Oh, it's like the Dumb and Dumber <laughs> sequel. Ooh, yeah. It does not look cool. good. No. I don't want to see that no. movie looking at Nobody the poster. Wants to see that movie. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's going to be one of those movies where it's like, look at the crazy thing they got into before the relatively grounded movie. You know, oh, they had a madcap Hollywood adventure and then and then calmed down and went to their reunion. <laughs> that was a good uh, question, though. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I was really happy with that. And it's still hard. And I'll think about it the rest yeah. of the day and I'll be like, oh. So I might say something more next week. Yeah, and, and listeners, ones. info yeah. at modernsuperior.com or yeah. on our Facebook posts if you have a sequel you've always wanted to see. Hell yeah, I'd love yeah. to see people list that. Totally. Um, on our post, we also had a request from uh, Mr. Matt Bain, friend of the show, to yes. talk about the cable uh, right. casting. Look at that. Yeah. They did it. They cast somebody. And I think terrific uh, with Josh Brolin. Josh, Josh Brolin, Brolin will not? be cable. Great. Yeah. That's... In, uh, what uh, what hmm? franchise? Deadpool. Deadpool franchise. And the it's the Fox, uh, yeah, Marvel world. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I guess he's really straddling both now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he's your Thanos someday. Not mm-hmm. my thing. Hashtag no. not my Thanos. <laughs> my, my Thanos. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, nailed it pretty well. I mean, we all like there was you're never going to get Stephen Lang, mm-hmm. who is literally perfect. Um, and then they danced around a bunch of people. Obviously, the Michael Shannon thing came and went, and then came back again. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was then all that uh, uh, concept art with Brad Pitt in it popped up because apparently yeah. they were recording him at one point. And I will say, uh, I've been talking about this a few times with friend of the show Mark Hudson Riley. Um, I, w- I really would have been all right with Brad Pitt too, because I know he's too a big movie star, and it's fun to hate people that famous, but. He can be a really wooden actor, but this kind of shit, when it gets a little 
I don't know, character-y? That's what he's I good think at. This, I think this property would be perfect for him. Yeah. Because I don't like him. Like, I did not like him in Inglorious Bastards. I thought no. he was a little too car- cartoony. Uh, I didn't like him I in, um, in what do you call, uh, uh, Burn After Reading, because like I felt like he was like, look at me, I'm a big crazy guy, and, sure. and 12 monkeys and shit like that. But oh, I, I thought like, he was terrific in 12 Monkeys. Uh, yeah, I, again, it's just a little too... Yeah, you got interesting little hand motions and shit that you're mm-hmm. doing there, guy. I get it. You're an it actor. is very entertaining. Um, but I think this this type of thing where it's just that much out of the uh, the sort of box of reality, I think it would work well. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, Josh Brolin, fantastic. Sure. And in, a, in something that has comic edge but he's probably gonna have to play straight man too i I think he's a guy who can walk that line Mm -hmm. uh with all the quipping from ryan reynolds i think it's a a home run just a fucking home run pretty good pretty good (laughs) Uh, yeah and it's i still find it really crazy that this is a a comic book character that the average person has no idea yeah because i'm pretty there's so much intensity about who's gonna play cable (laughs) i remember there was a great deal of because i was like always comics adjacent so like i have friends who are big comics guys and uh, i remember cable was always a pretty big deal yeah like back when back when he was you know starting out kind of thing yeah, was yeah. Like, cable's the cool like that that was like he was like the go-to cool character yeah he was new and it was a little part of that kind of like when when the the artists became fucking rock stars after you know todd mcfarlane really blew up and he was a, yeah. a rock yeah. life field creation and it was really <laughs> like oh man anyway that's <laughs> it yeah. is what it is an x-force did really well and it was like kind of a, a cool thing and he's the he's a time traveling you know fucking cyborg mutant he's the, <laughs> his parents are uh, scott summers and gene gray Cyclops and Marvel Girl. Nice. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, that's adorable. Yeah. And uh, I do want to mention real quick with those names on the table, Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld, there is an amazing uh, video on YouTube that is ripped from this uh, Marvel VHS tape where Rob and Todd are sort of told by uh, Stan Lee to create just kind of a random character off the top of their head yeah. and they like sketch it out and the whole time uh, <laughs> Stan Lee is giving them shit about like the what they're drawing and all the little pockets and all the things and, <laughs> and it is so good Whoa. like they're obviously all in on the joke that it's right. going to be sort of like but he's kind of like ripping into them a little <laughs> and it's all good natured but you're like damn he's like doing it got a point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't make yeah. any foot jokes yeah, I think he might yeah it's really good I, I just google their oh, names I'm sure good. it'll come up yeah that's <laughs> Sounds all right. Yeah. I, think. I love Stanley. I yeah. just love mm-hmm. him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it on our post, but we obviously need to mention the the teaser trailer that came out for uh, Star Wars. Of course, uh, the Last yes. Jedi. Yeah. Um, did they, which did, was there a new Star Wars trailer? <laughs> No, oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Last Jedi has a teaser trailer. Just mm-hmm. kind of what, was this like? Was there like oh teaser trailer for the trailer and stuff or or because nope. this just kind of dropped on me? Yeah. Well, I knew I knew it was coming because I knew Star Wars uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, they had the panels and stuff. Yeah, thing was happening, and I knew I knew that. Well, I mean, I've been following the the when yeah. they were gonna um, when it was coming out. So, what did you guys think of this trailer? Um, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I liked that it played the same beats, uh, like it had that nice, uh, really similar opening to the. 
uh, Force Awakens trailer. And yeah. I thought it was a cool nod. I like that it was the same sort of vibe of trailer, you know? Like that, that, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, hey, excuse me. It's a lot like the Force Awakens it's, trailer. I, if you don't realize that that's intentional, yeah, you're a then, fucking douchebag. Then, then <laughs> maybe sit this one out, pal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, I did, like, look, when the Force Awakens trailer came out, did I cry a little bit? Maybe I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't cry this yeah. time. No. But I got some goddamn chills at uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Luke says at the end of the... Spoiler alert for the trailer. <laughs> Luke says that he knows one thing, and it's that the Jedi should end. And I'm like, what? Come on, Luke. <laughs> I was so blown away. Yeah. Uh Everything about it, you know, there's there's all these crazy theories now. And yeah. Everything like, uh, did you guys see that Yoda is in that one job where he's training her to be a Jedi? And like, no, that's a rock. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> did you see there's a rock in that scene? Where Ooh, <laughs> space rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but for uh, them, it's just rock. Yeah, they just call it rock. Yeah. Because they know they're in space. That's yeah. right. They shorten it. Um, yeah, uh, I I loved what I saw. I didn't see enough to really like uh, to make it explode my heart or anything. Yeah, but no, uh, that, uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Totally yeah. looks good. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. I want. I I was a little disappointed to see uh, Finn in that. You know that little plexiglass coffin yeah, yeah, yeah. they got him in right because i don't know why i just i kept expecting in my mind and expecting in my mind that we he would start out in a back to tank and i just i kind of felt like that was uh like i had that going on in my mind and i'm like oh maybe he won't and and it's such a small dumb point that i don't mm-hmm. know why i care but uh <laughs> i do because i'm dumb yeah dummy yeah 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 i'm excited um and this is the first one uh, directed by Rian Johnson. Yeah. Um, so. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Ryan? Rian? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Johnson of Brick and Looper and Brothers Bloom. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Brick and Looper. He's my Brick, favorite documentary. Brick and Looper, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i so excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. Definitely. Was there any other trailers? Because I'm trying to think. I feel like there was other major trailer drops, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, there's a trailer for like a completely different sort of film that I thoroughly enjoyed. That trailer for uh, Beatrice at dinner. Oh yeah! Holy shit! Yeah! Holy that shit! That looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Does fucking like look? I mean, uh, uh, Salma Hayek looks fantastic. Yeah. But John Lithgow yeah. looks fucking incredible. I don't know if anybody walks the can is so good at being able to handle drama. And comedy as well as, as Lithgow oh, does. So yeah. good. But also being the most lovable good guy. Oh, yeah. And the biggest shithead Yeah, bad. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He can really do that swap on you. But yeah. he can rein it in, yeah. such as in this trailer, or he can go raising cane on you. Yeah. He is a fucking <laughs> versatile actor. Yeah, yeah. What a the, treasure. The IMDb description for Beatrice at dinner is a holistic medicine practitioner attends a wealthy client's dinner party after her car breaks down. Uh, for the listeners, um, and uh, it's written by Mike White, which is awesome because yeah, I love Mike White and I love his. Uh, I love a lot of the movies he's written. Mike White is another very versatile uh, uh, yeah, filmmaker. Totally, yeah. and he's written a lot of really interesting. Uh, he he can do a really good balance um, between just kind of like outright goofy comedy and some of his movies like 
I mean, I think he had something to do with Nacho Libre or hmm. uh, yeah, I uh, think he co-wrote Orange it. County and uh, Orange and County's a great movie. I, yeah, and Dead Man on Campus, and but then he also has stuff like The Good Girl and The Good Chuck Girl and, and Buck, Chuck which, and Buck. But um, he also Year wrote of the Dog. He wrote. Uh, oh, I never saw Year of the Dog. It's pretty good. Um, he wrote School of Rock too, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he can really do the balance between like yeah, just he's fantastic, funny and and different. Yeah. I like him mm-hmm. as an actor too. And he's been he did a lot of work on. He had a TV show. What was what was his TV show that he did he? Yeah. The recently he did a lot of work on Enlightened. I think it was called or something. Oh shit! That's yeah. right too. Which was supposed to be really good. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit! Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that was 2011 to 2013. So, but yeah, I heard that was like the great one of the great shows nobody was watching kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, Mike White's really cool. So, although I do see that his name is here on the Emoji movie. (laughs) Sweet. Maybe he did a pass (laughs) on the script or something. Well, that's the thing that I respect a lot about Mike White is that he'll do his own movies kind of thing, but he's also... Like, he's also a writer, so yeah. he's like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do some script work on whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Noah Baumbach, too. Like, he did some work on uh, one of those um, Ice Age movies or something yeah. like that, just because, you know, it's work. Yeah, or Alex- like work Alexander Payne doing some work on one of the Jurassic Park movies, number three, I think it was. Is that right? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. another thing that, uh, speaking of interesting things, and going back to Star Wars, uh Apparently, um, I, I can't remember if it's eight or nine, but apparently Carrie Fisher worked uh, also as a script doctor. Oh yeah, for yeah, one yeah. of those movies. Yeah. Um, and and again, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever stop missing her. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, totally. Um, so what have you guys been watching this week? Well, one thing that I want to bring up real quick because. Uh, um, a publicist friend of mine uh, reached out and asked if I talk about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it uh, th- this afternoon. And I just want to talk a little bit about, like, super briefly. It's a movie. It's a Canadian movie. So I'm trying to, to kind of, you know, get those Canadian movies out there and, yeah. and yeah. seen. It's a movie called First Round Down. Yeah. And uh, it stars a fellow named uh, Dylan Bruce. And he is a, a regular on Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Wilson, who's in a bunch of Canadian fare, like uh, Republic of Doyle yeah. uh, and Bomb Girls. Uh, and then uh, other uh, people, John Kapalos is in this, oh. and so I was really interested to see him. Yeah, and um, the 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 description here on 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 IMDb is very Canadian. Uh, it says it's about a former hockey star turned hitman returns home after ten years to take care of his younger brother, but his checkered past catches up to him yeah. faster than he can deliver pizza. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, it's by uh, sort of relatively new uh, directors. The Butler Brothers, Brett and Jason Butler. Yeah, the poster says it's a, br- a Butler Brothers brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so that was that was sort of like the the end titles, and I was like, all right, I see what you've done. Um, <laughs> this movie is uh, insanely Canadian. Yeah, in in the way it's made, in the way it's shot, in the way it's acted, very Canadian. Yeah, um, it's cute. It's very charming, and again, very uh, very Canadian. Christian Brun Brun Brun. Um, he's from uh, Orphan Black, and uh, I know him most from Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, but uh, uh, he is—he's fantastic in it. He does—he—he he knows exactly the movie that he's in, and 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 fits in there perfectly. Uh, yeah, it's really—it's like super Canadian. One thing I really loved was uh, the use of a lot of Canadian uh, music. 
Like there's uh, uh, some Northern Pikes. They use Teenland, mm. oh, Gandarvis nice. uh, in, in there. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Some real classic Canadian yeah, rock yeah, tunes. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So, uh, so yeah, go check that out. It uh, begins its Canadian theatrical run uh, here in Toronto, May fifth. 2017 that's yeah. this year okay yeah. yeah yeah there's an opening night q a with co-directors brett and jason butler uh that's at the carlton hmm. cool so uh so check that out check it out uh, go online for more uh, information very nice cool. yeah. yeah support canadian cinema there you go um so greg have you been watching anything this week yeah what did you get up to oh man i i try not to uh you know it, I, I i don't want to double up on movies too often okay but this one seriously needs double upping on okay uh double upping double upping um i saw 20th century women oh i was oh, wondering boy. if one of you guys was gonna yeah, yeah. and who oh my god did i love that it's movie f- amazing right and i'm just Furious, yeah, <laughs> that this movie wasn't a bigger deal last I year. Know. What in the sweet fuck? Look at all. I, I look at the movies that were nominated for Best Picture and all these fucking Oscars. I'm like, fuck you. And I and it's <laughs> weird. fuck these movies. <laughs> like I like The Arrival, but fuck yeah. you. I La La Land, it's, fuck you. We mentioned it briefly, but like it is. It's this movie that like it it it's a 2017 movie in Canada. Like it only came out in theaters here like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this is all so fucked, man. This like, movie is amazing. It's so fucking good. The performances are ridiculous. Amazing. And uh, oh my god, yeah, it's got amazing. Me a few times, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was beautiful and hilarious and, and funny. heartbreaking yeah. and challenging and thoughtful. And yes, I can't get over how good all it. the performances are. Um, Annette Benning holds the thing down in such a fantastic so and amazing way. Um, Greta Gerwig is uh, what a bit of unique performer for yeah. our time. Sort of wonderful, wonderful actress. I have mm-hmm. so much faith in, and I'm just so amazed by every time I see her just really nail a character like this. It's so I don't know. It's 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 something different, you know. And then Billy Crudup just kills it. Oh, she's so great. He's so good, so yeah. natural, and uh, and I don't know. It's just such a perfect, perfectly cast, perfectly executed, and the script is amazing. And it, the direction is fucking. I love the direction. I loved all of. So the t- mad, yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing and <laughs> settle down. Damn, this and movie's it's like fucking important, man. Yeah, it is. It's really important, and all of the characters are amazing, and all the performances are are amazing, and the interactions between the characters are so captivating and yeah. interesting and funny yeah. and sad and, yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, and and the way that the movie is kind of all over the map stylistically like i love like i said i love those scenes where they're driving around and it has that sort of like the colors are separating like it's a tape oh, or yeah. like just fucking like it just gets to be gorgeous in a way the rest of the movie isn't mm-hmm. and then but the other the rest of the movie is gorgeous in a way that that scene's not, like yeah 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 i yeah. i think it's such a such a special movie <laughs> oh my god yeah I, mean, I i wanted to watch it again like i said last, yeah yeah i was ready to just spend more time with those people yeah, it just reshaped how i look at the movies from 2016 or whatever if it's 2017 or whatever this is a 2016 movie yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's a uh, please support Go watch this it. movie watch yeah. this movie this is the kind of movie that should be advertised widely in, yeah. in a bunch of theaters we don't it doesn't always have to be i i don't I only need superheroes and explosions yeah. to go out to the fucking theater and see something. Yeah. Uh, it's a, and it's a beautiful movie, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful... Again, I feel like it's an important story. Yeah. It has a lot to say and a lot that's relatable with today, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, 
Yeah, and and it's set in uh, 77, 79? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, it has an amazing but soundtrack. There's a yeah, an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, the Talking Heads stuff is so great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, all things are generally better if there's Talking Heads involved. So it yeah. made me happy. Although I did nitpick at one point when they put on a rock. I was talk- thinking the same thing. Talking Heads <laughs> album, they put on more songs about building and a they food put it on track the needle. One. And I'm like, that's not where that song yeah. is. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, I turned to Athena and I was like, that's not where that's. And it was funny because album. what went actually through my- what you said was. Um, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because of what went through my head was, you know, it, during the uh, advertising for this movie, Mike uh, Mills put out a website where he ha- he was DJing, like he put a playlist out mm-hmm. on a website where it had all these music and all this information about the bands and the and the era and the scenes. Like he's very obviously meticulous about yeah. his knowledge with music and stuff. Yes. And so I was thinking at the time, like, yeah. come on, Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know that, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, like, is it side two track one or like you don't know? Why you got to put it right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not track one on side one or two. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was. I thought the same yeah. thing. I was like, I don't think that's the right spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. But but I didn't care because I'm like, listen, it's a wonderful. Because the rest of the movie is wonderful, fucking band. perfect. Yeah. If you've never heard uh, Talking Heads, more songs about building and food. So um, you are you suck at listening to music. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to fix that. And listen yeah, to that album. and and um, crud up and bending, listening to Black oh, Flag and Jesus. the Talking Heads yeah. to try and figure out <laughs> what's going on uh, in the world of the music of the youth is just yeah, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Trying to dance to it. So good. Yeah. God it, damn it, I loved that. 20 Century Women. You oh. can you can go rent it right now for yeah. three ninety nine on on Google Play. Please yeah. do it. It's, Please do it. It's phenomenal. Oh, I'm so happy I saw it, and I, it's been on my mind all day. I think yeah. I had a fucking dream about it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, it really got into my, my headspace. What a what a hell go of a see movie. it. Yeah, yes, I love it. Support this kind of film. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful movie. So good. And yeah, again, it it it's so funny in its small moments. Some of the small little things are just hilarious. Yeah, you got to see it. You got to see it. Um, I didn't watch too much this week that I need to really dive into. I will say very briefly uh, that I got this. This is one of those moments where where I watch something and I, I had this thing in my head that I got to do this. Yeah. And it was so dumb of me to do, but I did it anyway. Um, but I was like, I, I have to watch Wishmaster 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I I have to this week at some point. You know, that's uh, the first time that sentence yeah. has ever been said. I was like, yeah. I have to do these back to back. I have to. Right. And so I had uh, a friend of the show, Taylor and Ermi over uh, and, and Emma and I and the two of them watched Wishmaster 1 and 2. And back I will, to back? Back to back. Holy fuck. Which I will tell you, don't do that. No, oh, that sounds boring. Because yeah. Wishmaster 2, no good. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, Wishmaster, the original, is a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and, and there's a movie that is... It was good um, enough that you're like, put on the next one. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, it, <laughs> you aren't like, this is a huge mistake. I kind yeah. of pitched it to Taylor. I was like, I kind of want to watch these two movies. He was like, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. God bless Taylor. He yeah. is gay. So we had a good, uh, a good time ripping on them. But Wishmaster 1 um, came out in 1997 huh. after Scream. So this mm. is a movie that is desperately hanging on to the Freddy Krueger era of filmmaking right, right, where yeah. it's very like we've got this concept for a maniacal monster and he right. gives you all the wrong wishes that you don't want and we're going <laughs> to exploit that. that all the way to the end. Right. And it's directed by um, one of the KNB effects guys, uh, Robert Kurtzman. So 
Um, there's a few scenes that are fucking wonderfully amazing mm-hmm. effects wise, and then there's a couple scenes where you're like, they were really trying to figure out CGI in the nineties. <laughs> there's a movie I was looking up recently that he directed. Kurtzman was yeah. Um, I'll look it up right now. But uh, the, one of the first things that happens in Wishmaster is a dude, um, uh, the skeleton of a dude just jumps out of the skin and like rips out and you see like the skin explode and it's all practical That's and I was like amazing dope. like it, basically there's a number of of uh of good like whammo effects moments in the first one it's it's a lot of fun it's really dumb and there's a million cameos and it really carries you through uh but yeah the second one is not worth watching mm-hmm. was it the rage deadly impact buried alive or the demolitionist that you were it was thinking buried of? alive but i'll be damned if i know why i was looking that up yeah <laughs> there you go so yeah, Wishmaster. Uh, I think the the thing, the one of the reasons why I watched it was because they all came out on Blu-ray recently. Right. So they were on my mind. But yeah, I I will say Wishmaster. I will go to bat for Wishmaster to be a an entertaining movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. high on my revisit list. Mm, I understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Casey? What? What else yes. have you been watching? I've been watching. Uh, what have I watched? Well, uh, I did watch. Um, Wishmaster 3? Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, and I wrote and uh, directed uh, Wishmaster 4. No, oh, there's already a wish. You, you mean 5, because there is a 4. Uh, wow. No, sorry. Three. Uh, f- uh, 4.0. Yeah. Uh, four, um, the, 4.1? 3 and 4 are Canadian joints, so Ooh. you know they're not good. Right. Well, give me a wish, eh? Uh, yeah. Oh, I wish I had a bag of milk, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Every time Canada comes up, that's I just say bag of milk. Let's just wrap the episode up here. Yeah, yeah I think that's. I, I don't think it's going to get better than that. Um, no, I watched uh, the first three or two and a half episodes of the new run of Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yes. I've watched a number of episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that number zero? No. Oh, it was watched, more. Okay. Yeah. I've watched uh, more than I've one and a half. watched number zero. Uh, well. That's not fair. I watched uh, the first five. I didn't get to the movie part. I saw the opening thing and then mm-hmm. something came up and I had to stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's been a very uh, uh, divisive release. I've seen a has. lot of positive stuff about it, but I've also seen a lot of, of negatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now this is this has Jonah Ray in place of Mike Nelson, mm-hmm. who was in place of, of Joel, Joel Hodgson, um, and uh, you've got some some cool people in there: Felicia Day uh, and uh, uh, and um, Patton Oswalt yeah. play the sort of uh, bad guys. Yeah, you got Baron Vaughn as the voice of uh, Tom Servo and Hampton Hampton Yount. Yes, as uh, the voice of Crow. And uh, I was worried because I've never really found Jonah Ray that funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been sort of a, a big fan. Yeah. I don't hate him or anything. I just don't find him funny. I've always felt him a better personality than comedian or, or podcast. Like, I've, I've found well, I found him felt... to be fine in, in conversations and interviews and right. stuff. But, and, and I like... I think he's very knowledgeable about music and stuff. And so I've always found him, yeah, to be more just like, oh, I could listen to him talk, but I'm not like, yeah, he's not like the funniest guy ever. Or whatever. Well, I, yeah, I think I have the most experience with him as a podcaster on the Nerdist podcast. Um, and I've always found it like it's uh, uh, Chris Hardwick and then uh, a slightly faint copy of Chris Hardwick in Jonah <laughs> Ray and... Uh, uh, what's his face? There? Matt Myra. Matt Myra is a, a even faded, even more faded copy. Um, but 
I was delighted. Yeah. Delighted. I think it's fucking great. Awesome. Because I was worried because you said one and a half. And and yeah. I will say this. I'm not, you know, there are things that I, I think are wrong with the show in the riffing. Um, but I do think that this is the best thing that could have happened with Mystery Science Theater. Like, you know, in terms of if they're going to do a new one, the the hosts aren't always going to be for everyone. A lot. There are people out there that that hated Joel forever. I mean, hated uh, Mike, Mike forever. Yeah. Like they just did not like it after Joel. And there's people that liked it more. And, mm-hmm. and so there's always going to be like, it, th- it suits it that there's somebody that might be a little divisive. Like it's always been that way. Yeah. Um, but I do think, um, I think the movie choices so far from what I've seen have been fucking amazing. The yeah. first episode is Reptilicus, which is a movie I used to watch all the time when I was younger. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because I had it on VHS. It was like a dollar ninety nine Walmart buy, and I just thought it was like a funny dumb monster movie. Yeah. And we used to get a kick out of like the cutouts of the people it's, going yeah. into its mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny dumb puppet movie. Yeah, <laughs> and the Bigfoot movie in episode two, Cry Wilderness, is phenomenal. Oh my! And they're riffing over it. Is the the thing the thing that that totally blew my mind about it was first of all jonah ray is fucking hilarious yeah like he's so good at this. it's good like he was like i feel like him baron vaughn and, and um hampton yount were made for this i do think that because I, it feels it, it not only like uh, are the riffs good but the i mean there's certainly uh a timing there's a there's a rhythm to yeah. to mystery science theater to the comedy mm. of mystery science yeah. theater and they're doing it, and it doesn't seem like they're ripping it off. It no. doesn't seem like they're doing like an imitation of it. It seems like they know exactly how yeah. to do it. I agree. And I, they're doing it great. I think for my money, um, I mean, Mystery Science Theater, I said in our little uh, our Facebook group, uh, our Facebook thread between the three of us, I, Mystery Science Theater has always been a show where you know you don't always get every reference or every joke yeah. doesn't hit or yeah. whatever yeah um and i do think that this show has its share of that at that that's built into the thing is that like every every little once in a while there's gonna be a joke i don't like I yeah, would, it doesn't yeah. matter I, the thing is i think i would be upset if those jokes yeah. weren't there but because that's part of it exactly is like, oh that's such a lame fucking yeah. joke <laughs> oh yeah. that's the worst or like but that's but, kind of part of the goofy charm like the interstitial stuff is never funny. It's never the best part of the show. Um, Although there's a few good ones in the season so far. The, it's always just some goofy bullshit. Yeah. I, my thing, though, with the riffing, really quickly, though, is I do think some of the timing has felt off to me where, I, where it seems like they are trying to get more than they used to in. Where where some overly some overwritten lines that are very dense are coming really fast and then they jump right to a new joke and I think like, oh, you guys had more than one joke for this scene and you just needed to get them all in. I uh. think see I, I, I sort of agree with that. I think it um I think as the show went on from the beginning, like of the Joel Hodgson to Mike Nelson, yeah. I think as it went on the the riffs got denser yeah like i think it uh, when it started out there was a lot more room to breathe yeah um and then it started getting getting more and more you Dense. know like oh we got to do a joke here yeah. we got to do a joke here kind yeah. of thing and that's where you start to get some mm-hmm. terrible jokes but again they feel like kind of a, a warm blanket yeah. to me yeah yeah um 
and and this isn't like oh i i hate that but it's just there is a once in a while i'll be like okay i feel like you guys stuffed a few in there where you could have not yeah but at the same time then they'll do something that just that cracks me up there's a joke in the cry wilderness episode where they find a tree they find like these glasses leaned up against a tree where somebody <laughs> has died <laughs> and they're great. and they call it a hipster tree but then they go on to say like oh some hipster somewhere will never be able to read the liner notes of a tame impala album <laughs> yeah. and emma and i just die we were like bah! so like the the jokes that land they are still super funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah there's so many like just randomly characters yeah like throughout that entire episode like whenever they see a gun someone just goes bang yeah <laughs> yeah bang. and every single time i lost my shit yeah like i'm just i'm so glad that it's it's exactly what i wanted it to be and i'm so it, it's given me a newfound respect for for jonah ray yeah i think um i think they did it right they did it you know the they updated the um the way that they shoot the show but in only what they needed to do i think that the, the set design still looks admirably clunky yeah, i think the, the new the new so countdown similar. thing is super neat and doesn't look like it's too modern but looks like obviously they were able to get more maybe into it that than they could have or yeah. there might be yeah but I, it does still look like the set exactly. was made of found uh, yeah. of found objects yeah and the the and I like now that uh, um, what's her name the the uh, the ship um, yeah from the Mike t- years oh uh, Gypsy Gypsy I like that Gypsy's a woman now yeah <laughs> like the and they make they they say I've upgraded you know my my the to voice a, or whatever yeah it's like yeah just have a woman playing the female <laughs> robot why yeah. don't you yeah it's it's good but fuck it's fucking great. I'm excited to watch more of it there's so many there's so many Elliot Kalen jokes that I'm mm-hmm. like there's no question that's an Elliot Kalen joke but yeah totally total total home run yeah Mystery Science oh, Theater it's on Netflix now mm-hmm. uh, there's I think 13 episodes and the movie picks look wonderful so yeah you gotta Reptilicus is is a really fun movie <laughs> and so is Listen, Cry Wilderness there will never be as good a joke as increase the Flash Gordon noise and put some science stuff around yeah <laughs> there will never be a better joke than no, that no. yeah <laughs> Except, that's the except, most sorry go that's ahead. the most perfectly packed one the yeah mystery science theater the movie oh yeah uh the silent earth that it's so perfectly packed the jokes don't ever run each other i did have to when you and i first discovered that that was our gateway to yeah. mystery science mm-hmm. theater yeah. i think we had to watch it like three times to hear all the jokes yeah we laughed over so many yeah, yeah. but like everyone kind of lands so good yeah <laughs> yeah contacting dr jamima yum yum <laughs> yeah i would like to know what do you guys think are is there any are there any long time mystery science theater fans out there you watching the new season uh new series check us out uh email us let us know what you think yeah. yeah and i know that there are listeners right now that are like you're fucking out of your mind it sucks it's the worst but uh I, but you know what know, the I more that it. we talk about it the more i'm with you on the sense that i would be upset if if everybody loved it yeah. i think there's a built-in thing like back in the day with like internet messaging boards there was a fucking war between joel versus mike's when mike first took over yeah. like this is built into mr science theater that well, some yeah, people won't be happy movie. about yeah. nerds yeah 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 exactly it's it, it's not fun unless everyone's yeah. like yeah. And, it's, and it's the kind of thing where by the time i watch six more of them it'll just be a new 
vibe of the show that I'll yeah, yeah. get comfortable with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone will acclimate to the new host yeah. and then it'll just be, oh, another one of the three types of mystery science episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Poor deluded Joe doesn't even have any kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my real father. <laughs> Great. Uh, should, we, should we be seeing this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I could literally. It's one of those. It's like The Simpsons. Yeah. I could literally just totally sit here and say things, say from, lines from it, yeah. and and so somewhere them. I can empty my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly, wonderful! Put your shoes on, mm. the grandmas. <laughs> um, Greg. Have what? you been watching any other things? Fuck no, you fucking dicks. Okay. Oh, boy. I uh, well, you know what? I woulda, uh, but I uh, took the advice of Casey and uh, Athena and mm-hmm. started listening to S Town. Oh, so oh. that chewed up a whole bunch of my should be watching nice. stuff time. That'll do it. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's an interesting podcast. <laughs> are you done? No. Where are you at? Are you done? Are you, you done? done, eh? done eh? Are you done? Oh, you're done. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you done with that bag of milk? <clears throat> Um, Where are so, you at? I am just about done episode three. Okay. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is absolutely emotionally complex. Yes. Uh, it's exhausting. Yeah, it really is. I don't really want to say anything. Just start listening yeah. to it. It's really worth your time. Yeah. It's immediately engaging. Yeah. And things happen. Yeah. So just <laughs> listen to it. I would like to uh, also mention that uh, we, we missed off the top. One of the posts on our Facebook page uh, showed that I don't know when I don't even know what to think about the scrud thing anymore or what <laughs> happened in that bar with that lady calling my friend Scott scrud. Oh, yeah. because there was a post. It's a, is it a friend's reference? Did she, did was she rossing him? <laughs> what? Yeah. So there, somebody called somebody uh, a scrud on friends. Yeah. They, there's an episode Andrea where it's something to do with the... uh, selling Girl Scout cookies, and Ross is trying to out. Do these children? Yeah, and this one girl's giving him shade and tells him he's a scrud. Yeah, and she's like, "What's a scrud?" And he's like, "Look in the mirror, scrud." <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you sure she's not mistaking him for Scott Riley? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a. Oh, that's so I a don't bummer. Know. I don't want to make a Friends reference. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't know. I All of it just... was just too weird. Scruds. I think she would have explained herself if she thought it was a friend's reference. If she, she, did no, you say yeah, scred? Oh, and no. It's, yeah, yeah. And then she would have been like, oh, because of this. I yeah, think there again, would have been. She, seemed, she really just thought his name was Scrud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right Casey, then. was what? there any other yes. things you wanted to talk about um, watching-wise? One thing I do want to talk about. All righty. Uh, because, again, it, it seems uh, everyone seems to be pretty excited about it uh, in my uh, uh new series oh yeah i have a next installment in a series oh, yeah that uh, uh jimmy kane uh suggested that i call bondage time yeah and i was like that's very interesting and mm-hmm. i think that's what i'm going to go with until just today i thought i believe i'm going to call it on golden bond yes <laughs> on golden bond where you watch you're watching all the movies from yeah. the bond series yes i am what did you do uh most this recently week, thunderball right okay now Full disclosure, right? I watched about three quarters of Thunderball <laughs> uh, because this movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> it See, is this is the difference. Like, so boring. I, yeah. for, for me, as someone who doesn't even really care that much about Bond, I'm excited for when you're done this and you can say, like, watch this one, that one, this one. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I could give a shit if a, if one of them was super boring or right. super terrible. Right. I'd be so, well, I'd be checked out so quick. Yeah. But the thing is, this movie betrays you because it starts out 
with him straight up punching a lady in the face. Oh, my God. Um, it, it, now, it does turn out to be uh, uh, a lady, uh, a man dressed as a lady. Okay. But you don't know that until a little bit later. Did and you like, know that until you, a little well, bit? Uh, yes, he, it, it turns out. But, but at the same time, you're like, but it is Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. So he might not have known. Sure. Um, yeah, so, and you're like, oh, shit, it, this thing's going to happen. And they have a big fight. And then guess how he escapes that fight? With a fucking jetpack out of nowhere. Oh. He escapes a fight with a fucking jetpack, and it's dope. And I'm like, this movie is going to rule. I don't, I, like, I heard it. It sucked. Yeah. But... Uh, Everyone's got to be wrong. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, no way. This thing this thing is going to be the fucking best. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's 90% of this movie is underwater. Uh, <laughs> and... Like like they put all of their money into scuba gear, right? And uh, and an underwater camera, and it's so boring. And there's no plot. I'm like, yeah, we have to follow this Logan or or what? Not Logan. I can't remember what his fucking name was, but he's the eye patch guy, and he's he's the bad guy. And uh, he, he I, this is the start of like you know when when you see like the bad guy on a screen, uh, and like all of the leaders of the world are yeah. gathered around, and he's like, if you don't give me a twenty five right, million right, dollars, right. I'll blow up America mm-hmm. or the UK. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's it's got that kind of a plot, and then we just go from set piece to set piece, and no, the I. Uh, I did not care. There was no plot whatsoever. James Bond was was boring and super rapey, and uh, mm. and yeah, at, at some point I'm just like, uh, maybe I'll come back to this someday, but I likely will not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've it's, never seen Thunderball. I've always heard it was horrible. It's it's a complete miss. Yeah. There's no plot. Uh-huh. It just it, it kind of gives you things. It's like, oh well, this guy's got a uh, swimming pool full of sharks, and he's gonna push somebody in there, and the sharks are gonna eat that guy. Yeah. Who's uh, who's got the thunderballs? Uh, who's got the thunderballs in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, this uh, is the one that they they did again. They adapted the same the same plot for a different one. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, they did the same book for Never Say Never Again. Yeah. Oh, and That's that what was his here. like uh, yeah. Bond one more time. Sorry, yeah. Roger Moore, right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, the, so they let they him try middle. it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that'll be interesting when I get to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure if it has that, any similarities in plot, but it does say that this is that Never Say Never Again is the second adaptation of Ian Fleming's Thunderball. Right. It, like I feel like there could have been a story in there somewhere, but it just this movie does not care. It, if if you're watching it, Thunderball is also the second most financially successful film of the series after Skyfall, huh. adjusted for inflation. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, this was like you know, this is the fourth in the series. It's really ramping up in popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a fucking miss. This movie yeah. sucks. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully your next uh, um, on Golden Bond mm-hmm. won't be as mm-hmm. as much of a as a swing and a miss. Oh, there's another weird thing that happens real quick. Uh, he's in a he's at a spa and uh, weird. Uh, yeah, like what? <laughs> um, and they strap him in. This nurse, he tries to kiss this. He forces himself on this nurse, and she's like, "No, get away from me, rapist!" And then she straps him down to this machine that's supposed to stretch you, I guess. Okay. And then a mysterious hand yeah. comes in uh, and turns it all the way up to eleven. Which I'm like, why would you have that? Yeah, on this machine. <laughs> and 
but then he's making movements like, do you remember the uh, uh, the dick smashing butt fucking machine? I literally was thinking I'm gonna make a callback to like one of the oldest references yeah, yeah, in our yeah. podcasting history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his movements were very reminiscent okay. of the dick smashing butt fucking from uh, Ghost Fever. Ghost, Ghost Fever. Herman Helmsley. Yeah. yeah, I got a fever, and the only prescription is a, is dick, a dick smashing butt fucking machine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you can miss this movie. All Just right. watch Ghost Fever instead. Yeah. You heard it here on Golden Bond. Yeah. Oh, don't watch Thunderball. Go watch Ghost Fever. Yep. yep. All right. Cool. Um, are we ready for film roulette? Yes. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, let's go into some film roulette. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a dying. The two high rollers get to go see something good or something we are excited about in theaters. This week it was The Fate of the Furious, while the low roller has to watch something terrible, be it in theaters or at home, uh, or thematically paired, as we did this week um, with The Fate of the Furious. What was the name of the... Fast and the Fierce. Fast and the Fierce was the knockoff <coughs> Greg had to watch. Um, and then we will talk about a punishment album given to us by the low roller, um, who gets to give us an album that they want us to listen to for a week. And then we will roll for movies for next week and the train will keep on rolling. Um, Casey and I got to watch the fate of the furious this year, 2017 directed by F Gary gray family. No more. When a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of crime and a betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. Uh, this features, or- Possibly as exactly as like exactly before. before. Uh, as always, Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Kurt Russell, Scott Eastwood is in this one. Helen Mirren, Charlize Theron, and more. Many, many more. This is obviously the eighth film in the series. Holy shit, eight movies and more coming. 
Yeah. But uh, this movie is getting about 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I think it's about three average 3.2 stars out of five on, on Letterboxd. Um, so we have been following this series for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like around Fast Five is when things yeah. started to take a real turn and we all started just enjo- loving these movies for the crazy action movies they are. Yeah. Although I do have a soft spot for some of the earlier ones too. Hey, I, I I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't see Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is That's the only one I haven't seen. Is not that not not as bad as people say. It's got yeah, some maybe moments. someday I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. So we were all uh, we we were pretty excited to see this one, a big dumb action movie, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we're how, big dumb guys, we yeah. like a big dumb action movie. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you want to jump into this? So this this movie, the the plot of it, as as we said before, is specifically about Charlize Theron, who is a cyber hacker of sorts and who has gotten um, Dom Vin Diesel to sort of turn on all of her friends. And in the trailer, it was it's prominently true. featured that he. He um, is now going to be doing things against them. Yeah, uh, I I would like to correct you though because you did refer to them as his friends when really they're family, family, family. They love Corona. The fa- um, corona oh drinking family. They love two things: being family and, and drinking corona. corona. Although the first beer that makes an appearance in this movie was not a Corona, and I had to kind of look for the Corona. I don't I, I don't remember there being a Corona. There's a scene at the end of the movie where again classic. It usually is at the end of the movie. The movie always ends where they're with them all kicking, drink, back kicking back. With, with beers with and, and they were sweet, drinking bud uh, yeah and then and somebody was drinking a corona in the background i was like they're what are they are they trying to distance themselves from corona now yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so this was very much you know um in the wake of fast seven which ended with um uh paul the Walker's. paul the sad leaving yes. of paul yeah, walker yeah. the emotional ending of the of the last movie which yeah. was pulled off very well yeah um, I think there was obviously going to be kind of a hole in the series and this movie has sort of pivoted in order to have it sort of focus on Vin Diesel and his maybe, maybe not betrayal. Yeah. And to dive right into it, I think, in my opinion, to the movie's detriment. Uh, that you the, think- That it is about him and maybe he's faked everybody maybe he's gone and done his net bad these bad things and I, I feel like this well, movie w- did anybody think that no Dom was going to be bad of now? course not no. but i think the whole movie being structured around this pointless excuse to get him to not be and in the family anymore pointless is reveal fucking dumb because when before the reveal i was like Oh, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happened? That, that happened. exact thing. Mm. I was disappointed with this movie. I, think I this, thought it was great. I thought <laughs> there are there are great moments in this movie, but it it I I sat and watched this movie with the exception of a few moments in some of the action scenes until like the this movie is just over two hours long until like an hour and a half in this movie never feels like the movie i wanted it to be and i was just stone-faced i wasn't doing the hi-fi i wanted to i wanted to feel the excitement of a of a fast and furious movie and there was just i feel like this movie it, it is was so content so <laughs> criminal in its wasting of of Charlize Theron who is one of the worst screen screen so villains boring. she's so boring she sits in a room and presses buttons sometimes she she's can, not given any fight she scenes she can be straight up like super kick ass she's not given anything to do in this movie 
Nothing. She and sits so in a room it, and, and presses buttons. It's so thing, disappointing. To the point where it's almost like she seems like she's pouting. It almost she like she seems like fine. You're gonna let me. You're gonna stick me in this room. I'm not gonna do anything. Like now. you're not. I'm like, not gonna act. The all. only way that that villain works is if she is given material to go so completely over the top the hammy thing with. Is that character, um, sucks. The, the character's not. Yeah, the character's not built of action or anything. The character is like a computer yeah. dude. Yeah, you know who gets everybody but else the, to but do her shit. But it's a terrible character. Yeah, and I think that Total this movie static character totally fails around her was driving and exploding. But I think in that... In a way that... I, I like this movie a hell of a lot better than uh, than the last one. I think seven. this one and the last one have been really... I felt very um, fatigued by the end of the last one with the action stuff at the end yeah. of that movie. And I feel like these movies are starting to wear down on me in a way that isn't fun anymore. But I do think that there's a few wonderful scenes in this movie. I just felt like... The, the betrayal thing was almost like a betrayal of what makes these movies work. I just felt like with the terrible villain and wasting of her and then having this dumb, oh, he's turned. And the whole time you're just saying like, secretly call someone. Or why is it anyone in the family saying like, oh, but he can't be doing this because he's our friend. Because she's watching him everywhere. But, but, he, you know but nobody in the family ever thinks to say like, oh, it, he must not... He, they, she must have something on him, so we'll that's try they, and figure it out. They say that all the time. They barely say that. They, the, they, they, they go straight they to say. like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. It, it must not be him. But then there's all these scenes where he keeps showing up and they go like, oh, I can't believe he made out with her after shooting us all. And then, oh, I can't believe he smashed the car. And then again, he shows up and, oh, I can't believe he's really betraying us. There's all these scenes where it's trying to convince them and the audience that like, maybe this is real. And it's so oh, never the case. I don't think that, I, like I, I felt they did such a lazy job of trying to convince us that that he was flipping the script, uh, but that's what I loved about it was that the um, because these movies are a straight up soap opera. Yes, um, but none of the soap opera stuff here works. No, it doesn't at all. But neither did but, it in the other movies. But I it was always I was it, always laughing at the bullshit. Of course, uh, and, and I th I think that the bullshit is so outlandish in this movie and so retread like. Uh, oh my! Oh my! What? What is the one thing that could make Dominic uh, uh, betray his family? Yeah. Guess what it is? Corona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. If you so don't help me, I'm going to poison every Corona. Up to five Coronas. Yeah. If he does. But I think the the soap opera stuff in the other movies was entertaining in and of itself, and none of that here was entertained to be. It was all... Uh, see, I it thought was it just, was so it was dumb. So poorly structured. So, I mean, all the, the last movie was poorly structured, but but there was... The, the the whole idea of them with their stupid family and stuff and their togetherness and we're gonna get through it you know no matter what stupid family that all that stuff was entertaining and this movie is just this it it's structured the same thing over and over again and but I think that's what I like about flaw. it is, is because it's so dumb it doesn't and give it, you it what you like, want at all outside of the action scenes it feels like um. This movie's supposed to go, oh my god, is the family falling apart? I thought that family was forever. Is it possible that they're falling apart? And the whole time you're like, no. Yeah. No, I... it's just the same dumb bullshit. But I was so entertained. But you know what I think it was for me is that... Uh, because you know how these movies all... They're structured pretty much the same. It starts out with some outlandish race. Which was... I thought the opening stuff, I was like, like that's what I'm here for. That this kind of fun shit. was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, 
but it, it's it, it's so fucking silly. Basically, it starts with a conceit of like uh, Dominic's cousin or some shit. Is it over his head? Yeah, and he has to to race in Cuba. Yeah, in Cuba, he has to race the king of the racers in Cuba in a and, shitty in, beater in, in car. In a shitty car, and Dominic is all like, uh, sorry, Dominic Toretto is all like, you know, up in the guy's face, and he's yeah. like, you know, it's like I always say. You don't need a good, uh, you know. You don't need a good car to win the race. Or no, it doesn't matter what's under the hood. What matters is the driver. Yeah. So he's like, "You're on." So he has to drive this shitty car, and then he just goes and puts a bunch of shit under the hood. Yeah. <laughs> like he literally puts a bunch of that, you know, that NOS. Uh, NOS uh, yeah. Uh, and he rigs up a little that thing they... that's like a last ditch effort. I'm going to pull this cord, and it's going to light gonna everything on fire and explode yeah. to the finish. <laughs> the, the, the first scene in this movie is like a microcosm of what works in this series. It's yeah. this heightened, heightened action scene. Revolving around a race, the the way the race ends, where like he wins, but he doesn't. He the the race was for the bad guy's car, but in the end, he's like, I don't need. He's I like, proved myself. Yeah, I don't need to take your car. You, you respect. And everybody that. almost dies when the car is about to like blow up in them. Like there's a huge crowd, and yeah. then he launches it into the sea, and it blows up, and then everyone is like, We almost died. Woo! <laughs> and it's and it's so ridiculous and so fun and then the rest of the movie is nothing like that and that scene has literally zero to zero do to do with, with fucking any and then it never I it, loved it until so the climax on the ice which we see in the trailer that was finally it was like now it's fun again that now there's entertaining was it six i think it's six with that has the, the fucking crazy runway. Uh, yeah. runway shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the ice thing fucking totally rivaled that if not surpassed no it didn't surpass it because that runway thing is fucking awesome yeah but uh it was the the the, the so stuff good. on the ice is fun so super good. fun and it finally feels like what the movie is is what i wanted it to be but i felt like you know there are some good scenes um, there's a great, uh, fun little action scene where they control all the cars in the city, and that and was that's fun. So good, that's fun. And then there was uh, the the prison escape scene's pretty fun. And then there's another one with Jason Statham on Jason Statham on the plane where he's got a baby, and that's that's a fun one too. But it's, that that's the thing. But all, there's so like all much we're doing in between is moving from things. set piece to set piece, like dumb fucking action to dumb fucking action. And the action in this movie was so good. It was good. And there's so much of it, and yet at the same time, it doesn't feel like you're being beaten over the head with it. I felt like this movie really there there was a lot of points throughout this movie where i felt like it was a slog outside of some of the action and i was really disappointed in the end of it i i felt really like this i, I wanted f gary gray to make one of the best ones because i think he's whoop i think he's such a good director and and especially for this kind of kinetic action stuff but uh i was really disappointed I thought the action was just absolutely wonderful, and the shit in between was like, of course this is what you're doing. Nothing mm. was nothing was a surprise or anything, but it was so fucking dumb to the point where it felt just the side of parody, uh, and, and I thought it walked at the finest line, and I was like, you know what? I commend you for being as dumb as you're fucking being. And, That's and, fair. And almost seeming self-aware. Uh, and again, I don't think the so. action was fucking great. All right. Yeah. We're split a little on this one. Yeah. Listeners, what I do you think? I will see this as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, what do you think, listeners? Uh, let us know. Info at modernsuperior.com. Did you like the action, but were you let down a little? Or did you did you, did you you get on board with what it was 
fastly furiousing out at you. And also, <laughs> what was it called again? The Fate of fate the Furious? Of the furious. <laughs> what a dumb title yeah. yes. that had very little to do with anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, you had to watch a movie that has very little to do with any of this called The Fast, Fast and, the and the Fierce. fierce. Yeah. Um, I don't have any of this stuff up here, but... That's uh, okay. I'll tell you what it's about. Uh, The IMDb synopsis is, When terrorists plant a bomb on a commercial flight, the passengers aboard the plane must fight to keep the plane in the air and all the passengers alive. (laughs) Nice. The bomb is rigged to detonate whenever the plane dips below 800 feet. Oh, no. Wait, sorry? Speed? Speed. Yes, on a plane. Um, Alternative title for this movie, Airspeed. Yeah. So probably nothing to do with the speed plane. (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be a bumpy ride right that is fucking beautiful that they were like let's capitalize on the speed thing nobody cares about speed (laughs) Uh, the speed and the furious is that a thing Um, and the poster has a plane flying over a bunch of cars exploding and we got like a fast and furious kind of car there it's gonna be a bumpy ride a race in the streets and sky it says this is a lie is this a movie that takes place only on the plane? Only on a plane. Oh. There's a little bit of business going on on the ground, but it's literally between two people, and at no point is it in a fast-moving car. So <laughs> no racing at all ever None on the ground. Ever. That's fucking phenomenal. I can't even think of a shot featuring a car. <laughs> to be fair, all of the actors got to set in cars. That's yeah. very true. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah, were talking yeah. about. Most of these people have seen a car before. <laughs> all right. Um, and I do want to say this is the only other thing this person has directed. I was just looking at that. Is Troll Land, the yeah. secret b- tr- below your feet, starring yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Which I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look <laughs> at the animation stills. I yeah. want to check that movie out. It looks horrible. Uh, our director here is uh, yeah, Rob Thornton. Thornton. And this movie stars uh, Dominique Swain, who's the daughter in Face Off, I guess oh. is her thing. Okay. Uh, some other people I've never heard of. Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul, who's TV's Highlander, and uh-huh. also not listed in the IMDb for this movie. Oh, no. Even though his name is on the poster, so I'm sure he was kind of like, uh, I'm TV's Highlander. Fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, but then if yeah. you go look at his movies that he's done, it's They're not like any terrible. of these look better than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has 2.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, I watched this the other day, and uh, it is a horrible movie yeah that i loved <laughs> oh, oh really man. holy shit does this movie suck this movie sucks so bad and has no one no one knows what a horrible movie they're <laughs> in they're all swinging for the fences it's awesome oh uh, man i will give you two dialogue samples oh do we got some sound clips here <laughs> oh you know what i do have a sound clip i, I almost forgot uh so <laughs> there's uh, now there's a little bit of conflict between the captain and the co uh, or the, from the pilot and the co-pilot uh because uh, i don't know why and then the co-pilot's <laughs> got to go like he's going to go help out cuz the the stewardess she's like i'm going to go figure out this thing below and, he, and he's like no nah, no nah, i'm coming with you and she's like you what you don't think i can do it and he goes i'd love to pin all my hopes and dreams on you but i only got one pin left and i'm all out of dreams <laughs> 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 so I gotta the thing save. I like about that is how much sense it makes. Yeah. So I gotta save this one pin in case I have another dream when I'm not here right now, or in case my pants rip. <laughs> I got no dream, man. And I'm, I'm all out of dreams. I got, <sighs> I got one pin and I'm all out of dreams. Oh, wonderful! Okay. I came here to do two things. <laughs> Pin a dream Pin to my pants and, and chew some dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I haven't tested. A lot of pants. I haven't tested this audio, so I really, really hope it works. One second, here we go. All right, let's go. It's going. 
Yeah, well, that guy just said there because he's why got a bloody it? nose. She's like, here, hold your head back. You're gonna okay. You're gonna be okay. And he says, then why? Why does it feel like my face is my balls and I just got kicked? <laughs> <laughs> One I more love time, this movie. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know, oh man. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say to strangers. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Jerry? I don't know. <laughs> that's not even a little, that's not. I like, feel like this that, movie is brilliantly written. Though. Oh man, there's a lot of lines like this too, and there's some there's blown line readings where people put emphasis in the wrong place. Um, I, oh my god, it, I this love that line so much, so much. There and there's so and and it's none of it's played winky. It's so great. <laughs> Um, and this is what makes a great bad movie. No winking. Yeah. No idea how bad this movie is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what's going on is you have this guy wearing a toque, so he's in a in a cafe, so he obviously is a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's arguing with his wife. She's on a plane, and this lady comes up to her and, she, and to, up to him, and she's like, "Hey, what's up?" Anyway, she's gonna blackmail him because he she wants the code. To some, uh, he wants the pass. She wants the password. Some code that he helped write. And okay. if he gives it, if she gives her the password, she'll give him ten million dollars and not murder his wife. Okay. And he's like, Ugh. and this guy is just putting his whole. I don't know. I, actor, I, I, lo- I love both of those things. This, this actor only knows how to play one emotion. And that emotion is. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like put out by this the whole time. There's no real concern. He's like. Ugh. Jeez. <laughs> Ten million dollars. Oh oh, come on. Murder my wife. Bah. Duke. Um, <laughs> oh, my face yeah. feels like balls right now. So, so <laughs> she, and they're like, and he's, and the, the, the scene where they're establishing what's going to go on, I feel like they didn't know what the movie was. Yeah. And they took two shitty actors, had them improv a scene in a cafe, and went, all right, let's, <laughs> let's write a movie around it. Because <laughs> she's like, uh, what's up, you know, Benji? And he's like, Hey, wait, how do you know my name? And she's like, um, I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, because you're one of the, uh, you know, what if you wrote, you were one of the four people who wrote this code and stuff like that. And he's like, and if you ever want to see your wife again, you'll give it to me. And he's like, ah, my wife's on a plane. And she's like, yeah, your wife's in the sky. And if you don't want her to <laughs> explode up there, because <laughs> we have uh, bombs on that plane. Weirdly, the way you're delivering. It sounds like Dave Foley making something up. (laughs) (laughs) This I fucking love this movie already. Oh man, it's so good. So yeah, there's a bomb on the plane. If the plane goes below 800 feet, uh, then everyone's gonna die. So we gotta figure. No, no one gets on the plane. No one gets off. No tampering, no anything, and you cannot fly away from LA. You gotta fly in a circle. Oh man, uh, this is just like Speed Two Cruise Control, but with a plane fuck. instead of a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah. This movie is phenomenally horrible. Oh. I was just, bl- I was so happy, and there's some deaths in it where I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> amazing, wonderful. Uh, where they could have really like leaned into some and had a good time, they don't, and then some of them are like, that was extreme. I don't know why we went this far. 
Uh, I cannot recommend finding this movie enough. Oh, man. I'm totally going to. I think and that this the, might be a contender for oh, a commentary by us. Oh, seriously. Oh, you yeah. You need to totally. watch this movie. I'd love to watch it again. They throw the obstacles. They throw at the plane, right? Like, remember on speed, it's like, oh, no, there's a, the road's out. Or we're yeah. running out of fucking, there's traffic ahead. You know, so this one's like, it's a plane, right? So what are we going to do? Like, oh, there's a bird. Parasailers. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> They're in this guy. They might hit them. Yeah, and, How the, fun? and they have a guy in like acting in a pair. Like, oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! And, they, and then they're like, oh shit! There's a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so uh, the the plane can't go below a certain level, but can right. it not go above a certain level? Uh, it can't <laughs> because how are these people that high enough that they're uh, in? Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Are, where is this guy parasitic? Yeah, they get cut loose <laughs> and, and somehow. Like, no, there's like three of them. So okay. the plane's like, oh my god, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, I gotta. Yeah, we gotta watch. You this. should see this movie. This yeah. sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my I, balls feel like a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, why does my ball feel like a face and somebody kicked it? Yeah, man. Holy fuck! I don't even know beautiful. how to get into all of it. Is so like you know why would you if you're gonna use the wife as uh, your ransom to make this guy do this. Why? What? Why do all this crazy plane shit? Yeah. <laughs> Wait for you know where she is. Wait for her to land and throw her in the back of a van. You fucking idiots! <laughs> I, I, the whole thing is insane. <laughs> yeah, oh, I loved this. Nice. I fucking loved it. It was so fucking fast and fierce. Nice. <laughs> that's that's two weeks in a row where the losing movie was uh, an enjoyable romp. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Pretty good. Dang. Awesome. Oh, this was great. Nice. Best bad movie in so long. <laughs> so many things. The Fierce and the Furious. I don't even want Like, I'd love to... I, I really... If you guys get a chance, please fucking watch this thing so yeah. I, and we'll talk more deeply about it yes please unbelievable yeah yeah. I, I don't want to watch it. it I'm not going to watch it now until in case we do a yeah because yeah, yeah, I want to do a commentary, commentary. that'd yeah. be fun alright um, awesome F- what was it Fierce and the Furious Fast Furious. and the Fierce Fast and the Fierce yeah Fast All right. and the Fierce to yes yeah mm-hmm. Um, well, last week, Casey was the loser, and he picked an album for us that we had already mm. heard yeah. by the band Car Seat Headrest. I had not heard it, but yeah. I have now. Okay. Oh, good, good. I was wondering. The album, was... Teens of Denial. Yeah. Um, this was one of the best-reviewed albums last year. It was a very... Yeah. It, um, this is one of those cases where a band comes out that had an album before... And I didn't care for it or pay right. much attention to it. And then they put out a second album, and all of a sudden, I was all on board. Yeah. Um, so And I, I steered clear of these guys for a while because the name is just terrible. That's yeah. why I picked them, because yeah, yeah. this is the stupidest It's a name really for a bad band. name. Yeah. And I, I associated with other bands that they aren't anything to do with, like Dashboard Confessional or something. And just, I kind of stuck it into, like, well, mm-hmm. they probably suck like this shit. Yeah. 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 Anyway, oh, but yeah, I love they, this record. They dude. don't suck like that shit. No. no. Uh, this is a wonderful record in, yeah. in Greg and I's opinion. In case yeah, yeah. you finally listened to it, I feel like this is your punishment album to listen to this week. Cause yeah, we yeah. Already... Well, I just sort of offhandedly yeah. listened to it. Right. Uh, so you guys say what you liked about it. Um, yeah. I just think that this is a really... Like, in the same way that when the when the second... Or the, I guess, maybe third. I can't remember. When, when Attack on Nothing by Cloud Nothings came out, or yeah. Attack on Memory, um, it had this kind of just... Um, immediacy of of this like kind of blender rock and roll that's playing off of all these influences that are very clear Mm. but doing it in a way that really works for me and I just felt like when this album came out it was just the right kind of thing that I'm into always anyway but doing it really really well yeah nailing the uh, indie rock anthem yeah track you know every song really builds 
pretty fucking well. Even yeah. songs that I'm not a hundred percent on, yeah. they really all of them get to a place I really like. Which so yeah. it feels like they get to those places honestly. Absolutely. Like I, I actually didn't really care that much for this. Uh, I thought it was all right. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I thought it was really good, just not for me. Yeah. Sure. Which is weird because at points it really reminded me of um, me. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing, which is why I was very excited for you to listen to this. And I think it's something that if you give more yes. time to, which I, I first time I heard, I'm like, yeah, good band. I had no idea this band with a dumb name was really good. Yeah. The more I listen to this album, cause yeah. I, and also I like the back end of the album more. Yeah, and it's uh, a long album, so it takes it a while long. to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, and much like a lot of these songs, the album itself builds steam as you get to the end. Yeah. Um, although I go absolutely nuts for track one. Yes. Uh, so good. What a hook. What a Definitely. great chorus. Um and yeah, I think this you'll get a lot out of repeat listens for this because there's little textures and touches and it's a very good headphones album because it's nicely produced and there's some great harmonies that come in. Yeah, there's that change there's, the uh, mood of a of a song. There's some wonderful guitar work mm-hmm. you know, yes. on this album too. I yeah, really yeah. dug it. It just didn't all hang together for me right away, but sure. that can happen for me with an album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I listen to it again and I have a whole different context for it and I dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that, but yeah, that 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 really struck me. It was like I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was great when you threw the name, and I'm like, oh. And then I was like, oh, I hope he listens to it. This yeah. is so- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right in his wheelhouse. I, I think I'll, I think I'll go, I think I'll go further into it. Yeah, I hope but, you do. Uh, it's gonna take me a while to get over that name. I fucking. Oh, hate it's it. just terrible. Yeah. Just <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I, but what I a get good that that's the point. And everything. I get that you're doing know, a whole yeah. fucking thing, but like, fuck off anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to name a band, but I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, second idea. Yeah, don't don't swing too far the other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so car seat headrest. Uh, if you haven't heard Teens of Denial, check it out. Yeah, yeah. great Go for it. Summer, good album. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Greg, you yep. get to give us an album I you lost this week. You yeah. had a great time with your movie. What are you giving us to listen to? Oh, yeah, yeah. And now, just just to, to break in real quick, right. you gave us a, a real tough album. What'd you give us, Ed Sheerhan? Ed uh, Sheerhan, Sheer- yeah, 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 <laughs> guy. Yeah, uh, because I didn't listen to. Uh, <laughs> That uh, uh, King Gizzard Lizard Wizard yeah. <laughs> uh, song, that full robot stop or whatever it's called, yeah. and and I just want you to know I did listen to it. So, okay, so don't give All us right. uh, <laughs> love that song. It should be played so loud. Um, so I loved Fast and Fierce. Yes, and uh, I love. Uh, uh, the car seat headrest album. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, you had a great week. I did it. I had a super good week. And there's a change in the weather. It's still got a cold breeze, but kind of getting into spring here now. You know what, though? I also before we get to that good music time, yeah. I really just want to mention that it was a very nicely themed episode. Car seat headrest hey, are in yeah. cars, oh, and we watched yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 seats. Um, and so a couple things that came up in the music portion in the last few weeks. Okay. Um, First off, uh, misjudging a band, yes, or uh, uh, aligning them with music they don't they belong don't with. Belong mm-hmm. with, yeah. Uh, uh, lyrics being poor and mm-hmm. uh, putting Casey off. Uh, yeah. same thing for me. I have trouble with bad lyrics. Mm-hmm. I can get over it. And also, then Casey just not uh, really enjoying a whole lot of music as of late. So yeah. I, this is I'm going to throw out an album here that. I'm at least 99% certain Casey hasn't okay. heard it, so it's more for him, because I'm going to be fairly surprised if you haven't heard it, Dan. Okay. And also for listeners, this, I realize this is kind of a big album, Yeah. but I came to it super late, and it, I was just so bummed out with all the time I lost not listening to this record. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a worthwhile one to talk about, because it's super interesting, and there's a whole lot of thing to, things to unpack with it. 
Uh, so a little while ago from a, for a friend of the show, Diggs, uh, suggested I check out... Now listen, this is a very long album. <laughs> so do your best, because we only have a week to listen to it. Uh, digest as much as you can. Is it longer than a week? <laughs> <laughs> Almost, because uh, it's 69 Love Songs by the Magnetic Fields. Oh. Mm. Yes. Um, I heard the name and I somehow put them in like a Mercury Rev corner I and can just understand didn't pay that. attention to who they were. And then I listened to this album and just had my fucking mind blown. Uh, have you ever heard this, Casey? No. Okay, cool. Um, I've heard of it. Sure, good, good. No, wait, I did hear some of this. All right. Um, it's lyrically one of the greatest things I have ever heard. Jesus. Um <laughs> Are you sure we haven't listened to this for the show? No, we haven't. Yeah, no, I way. don't think so. Yeah, it sure is literally sixty-nine songs long. Now, with that, <laughs> do your best. Yeah. If you want to just focus on the first twenty, which is because these aren't long songs, uh, absolutely. I just for a deeper one to maybe make sure you hit. There's a song called uh, "Love Is Like a Bottle of Gin" that I strongly recommend mm-hmm. uh, as a beautiful fucking song and uh, incredible lyricism. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Please, Casey, give it, uh, it give, as long as you, I think you'll get a sense pretty early on through the first eight songs, what's going on here, what this guy, how this is written and how yeah. it's delivered. And it's really one of the best things I've ever heard. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've heard this, hey, but guys. I haven't given it that much time. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, there, uh, yeah. 69, am I right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wish man. I had this when I was bummed out in my early 20s and drinking too much. Yeah. Yeah. When did it come out? 99. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? 99? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it could have been there. Oh, it should have been there. Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah, you and I. <laughs> been, uh, yeah. I, I can't wait for you to listen to it. I cannot wait uh, to hear what you have to say, because I'm, I'm fairly confident this is going to be a strong one for you. Nice. And I just, would, uh, yeah, I, w- I want you to enjoy music, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I, you, I've never been one to be obstinate about anything, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm uh, gonna be as open minded as I've ever been. Excellent. <laughs> Which is to say, very little. Not at all. <laughs> uh, well, open your mind up because it's time to roll. Yeah, this die. That one. Right here. Um, this week there is a movie that we mentioned previously as wanting to see, and now we get to roll for it. Uh. Uh, Colossal. Yeah. Which looks wonderful. Yeah. So we're going to roll for that as the winner. And the loser is another th- is another sort of in a long line of loser style movies. Adam Sandler has a multi-picture deal with Netflix, and we yeah. have picked a, a number of his movies, such as uh, Grown Ups, and we've done um, Ridiculous Six. So we can't pass up Sandy Wexler. No. Um, which is his movie based on... Uh, well, b- about a sort of fictional character. It's it's almost like his Broadway Danny Rose, from what I see. <sighs> I don't. It's about this. this guy who's like a bit simple, but like he's a he's a he's a I'm film irri- manager I'm, music wait, man. I'm, I'm irritated with you describing yeah. it to me. I don't want to fucking see this. Yeah, stupid he's he's always Adam Sandler's going to be playing some kind of a moron. Yeah, is what you're saying? some kind of a simple but good natured guy uh, who has managed a lot of people, and so everyone has a, an anecdote, ugh. and he's gonna. Um, He's going to send someone to the top in the music world, maybe. Uh, set in the 90s. So you know there'll be vanilla ice somewhere oh in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to suck. So, someday. Greg, t- take take a roll. Okay. Here you go. Four. That's a four. Healthy. I'm going to roll. That's 
a two. Oh, oh God, Casey. Casey's rolling. Got to get higher than a yeah, two. Yeah. That's a one. Oh, holy shit. Oh. I'm going to Wexler uh, it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. you should have rolled on here. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it was it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So next week, Casey's going to wex Wexler it up. Yep. Wex on, wex off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Greg and I are going to go see one of the most hotly anticipated films of the year, Colossal. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to see that. But Mark Riley, friend of the show, Mark Riley, uh, watched Scrubs the Sandy Wexler. Uh, no, no, Scrubs. Uh, no, brother. Brother. He's a real yeah. Scrub brother. Yeah, Scrub brother. <laughs> um, he uh, uh, he did watch this and uh, d- was describing it to me as he watched it. Uh, and, and apparently it's just god awful. But there is something watchable about it. Okay. Right? So I'll have something to report. All right. Okay. Well, I should hope so. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to go watch old Waxy Sandler. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of Film Roulette. We'll be back next week with that. And now it's time to get into the OC. All right. The OC. Orange You Gladys, the OC corner presented by Jennifer V, a Jennifer V joint (laughs) production. Welcome to the OC, bitch. And this is how it's done in Orange County. Copyright Jennifer V 2017. Yep. Uh, Wait, she copyrighted this? I know. How did that happen? Why why did we let her do that? Um, Listener of the show, Jennifer, sent us in a list of episodes from season two to skip through um, in the the sense of we kind of got tired of watching every single episode in season two of The O.C. So she gave us the Coles notes, the important episodes to watch. Um, so that we wouldn't uh, spend uh, the rest of our lives watching this show. <laughs> so, Casey, it's his turn to watch. Which which episode did you watch here? I was uh, saddled with uh, episode 18. Okay. The Risky Business. Oh, no. Keep going. Yes. That. Okay, go for it. Is a song from the popular film Risky Business. Of which I've never seen. Uh, oh, yeah? Never seen Risky Business. It's all right. Yeah. Um, this this episode came out April 7th, 2005. Yep. Six million people watched it. Yep. There you go. Six million and one now. Yeah. There you go. All right, Casey, walk us through. Uh, well, because... You know, we're watching these movies out of order, and we're television or, show. Or to me, they're movies. Oh yeah, right. I treat I treat yeah, each one yeah. like a, a like film, a cinematic yes. masterpiece. <laughs> uh, watch these uh, these episodes, uh, having missed large chunks. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, there there are things I get filled in later. Okay. In the episode with this. Okay. So D, it starts out. DLR walk, walks into the kitchen, and there's some grease ball there. And the grease ball talks about having been in prison. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Is his brother or something? Uh, spoilers. Yes. Yeah. It turns out it is his oh. brother. Okay. Cool. Uh, but uh, but for the longest time, I just thought, oh, they just they've just bought another. <laughs> they've just bought another boy. Or something. Um. Yeah. So sorry. Like, okay. Well, this this guy's ba- wrong side of the tracks. Uh, so the grease ball indicates that uh, Dirty Little Ryan and Marissa are back on. So it looks like they're back together. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, mom tells them that uh, she's like, oh, uh, speaking of Marissa, uh, she'll be staying with us this weekend because her parents are out of town. And I'm like, can she not just stay? She's a practically an adult, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. I mean... I guess she needs a babysitter. Uh-huh. Uh, probably because she's such a fucking drunk. <laughs> um, so then mom asks Eyebrows. She's like, hey, Eyebrows, uh, 
Can you? Oh, they're very chummy, by the way. So I guess they might be. Uh, their their problems are all uh, are all patched up. Oh well, great. Mom, mom and eyebrows. Thank God. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Hey, eyebrows, can you do me a favor? I need you to be the chairman of the charity OC yard sale." Okay. Uh, and then she she uh, brings it home. She's like, uh, you know, it's a figurehead position. You know, all, all you have to do is show up, and they won't make you do that much. And uh, and she's like, it's a yard sale where 50% of the profits go to charity and the other 50 go to the people who uh, who donate stuff. Okay. So I'm like, well, it's not much of a charity. But I think that's sort of the joke because uh-huh. they keep bringing that up. Yeah. Um, so then Eyebrows and Greaseball uh, go... Uh, oh, his name is Trey, by the way. Trey. Trey. Trey, yeah. cool. Um, they go to the club where the yard sale is going to uh, be. Dak Club. Uh, sorry, you can find them in Deck Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about getting rubbed. <laughs> uh, they so so where the yard sale is going to be, yeah. and they immediately put Sandy to work. They're like, "Oh, you have to pick the tablecloths and do the this and the that." And he was like, "I thought it was a figurehead thing." Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh God. Seth, <laughs> you're already two minutes into the episode, and you first. Oh God! Well, because it's Seth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Seth comes in with this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Bullshit. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, "Oh, it's going to be so awkward when Marissa moves in." Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and then uh, Seth is talking to Zach, and they they talk about donating some of their comic books to chair to the charity sale, and they're like, "Oh yeah, and we'll split the profits." So that's kind of the joke about the thing. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Then we don't really hear. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. Uh, So then Trey is helping with the charity stuff and he finds this crystal egg and he's like, hey, what's this crystal egg? He's like, oh, that's that's the egg from like risky business or whatever. And he's like, oh, Oh, yeah, must be worth a fortune. And she's like, oh, yeah, like ten thousand dollars. And he goes, hmm. And you're like, this I wonder is- if a hooker will steal it. Bum, 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 bum. So then, yeah, he really starts to think about something. You're like, this guy's a prison greaseball. I think he's going to steal that egg. Is and he the- a hooker, too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't really ask. Um, and also, by the way, the whole time I'm like, who is this greaseball? I really recognize him. Um, and it turns out the greaseball is... Uh, Something Logan Smith or Green or something. He was the fella in that uh, cult movie. He's that in the new Spider-Man. Movie. You know the movie where they go to the I need some house. more information. The movie, they go to the house, and then there's a... House. The second story. That's it. <laughs> what uh, movie where they go to the house? You got to give me some more here. Ah, they go to the house, and then the... <laughs> what house? The, the people where they went to high school or college with them, and it turns out they're in a cult, and then they try to kill everyone. House of the Devils? What? Skulls? House of the Devil? (laughs) Neither of those sound right. Um, (laughs) The movie where they go to the house and the people from college, they are in a cult. And they're all friends and the one guy is a guy and then they're all like... uh, (laughs) What the fuck? The uh, Invitation? The Invitation. Oh, Oh, that guy who looks like... um, James LeGro playing Tom Hardy? Yes, yes, absolutely that's who he is. <laughs> the Invitation. Right. I remember this character, okay. man. And or maybe I'm, the other way around. Tom Hardy is Logan James Marshall LeGros. Green? Either way. Yeah. Logan yeah, Marshall Green. That yeah. is the fellow. Yes. Great. Yeah, so he is in there. Oh, it's that okay. guy. Yeah. I just got to say, you're... Great. There's no way... <laughs> That would that, that the way that you describe that, <laughs> yeah, 
Man, go to, what do they do in that movie, Dan? You could have said, go to a, house. a couple are invited to a party, and they aren't sure if they want to go there. It's a dinner party, and they're trying to sell them something, and they show them these videos, and everybody seems in, like, Boring. there's way less. Dan, let me ask you something. Does that movie the have mo- a house in it? Listen. <laughs> Does that movie have a cult in it? How it's many apartment? Do they try to kill everybody? <sighs> How many movies? House? I rest my case. Where people go to a house. <laughs> One, it's called The Invitation. You should see it. It's great. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. That movie's not great. Um, oh, boy. That was more interesting than this episode. So here we go. Uh, so Marissa moves in uh, to the house, and DLR bursts in on her changing. And guess what? It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the middle of the night, they both can't sleep, so they both get up and go to the kitchen to get something to eat, and then their hands almost touch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The meat? <laughs> Their hands almost touch the meat. <laughs> if you understand the double entendre. Oh, the salami uh, they took out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah. We almost touched food. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was greasy? Uh, I gotta go. Speaking of greasy, yep. uh, Trey walks in. Oh. Okay. And he walks in unexpectedly, and it's awkward. Take and he leaves turn. a trail of grease. Right. <laughs> wherever he goes, he leaves. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he slides in. He just like like a real sexy snail. He just kind of, he doesn't even have to walk. (laughs) 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 Except he goes way farther than Tom Cruise did because he's so great. Right out the door. (laughs) 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 Out into the pool. (laughs) Risky business. The end. Out of the frame, a cat goes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So that's uh, what happens. Great. Greasy business. <laughs> um. Greasy. So then, uh, Seth and Dirty Little Ryan are at the yard sale, and um, Seth is being a big fucking dumb idiot, mm. and he almost knocks the crystal egg on the ground. That amounts to nothing but a whole bunch of physical comedy. Um. We cut to eyebrows, and he's totally taken on the role, and he's like, "That's the wrong." Uh, coffee table what i don't know it's boring <laughs> yeah uh, so listen then, this was hand-picked this episode something yeah. must have happened yeah. uh i kept waiting for someone to die <laughs> either that or or it was very important we established the brother maybe yeah um oh but uh but Kirsten, maybe the brother's gonna go go na- like go him. olives later mm, what'd you say <laughs> mm, what'd you say yeah. what'd you say <laughs> no yeah. He's got I think brother's going to work it out. Yeah. Uh, so then Kirsten shows up with some guy named Carter and eyebrows is... What? Yeah. And eyebrows seems rear-ended. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Because he looks in the driveway and this guy rear-ended his car. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Why did I write eyebrows seems rear-ended? Really he upset. Got into the uh, dick-smashing butt-fucking machine. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> Who knows? You know what they say? Good things come in big. Yes. <laughs> did we talk about that off? Did we, That's nothing. Nice, we did not sick, talk about that Sick off. reference to an off mic <laughs> conversation, Casey. <laughs> oh, I am about nothing if not relatability. <laughs> oh, boy. So anyway, uh, then Trey wants... Uh, oh yeah, Trey wants to get an apartment, but he doesn't have enough money. So, uh, so they go to look at the apartment anyway. And Marissa's like, "Well, if you can't pay for the first and last, why don't you be the handyman here?" And the landlord, yeah, you no, know, because like, uh, life's a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, hey, why don't you change your name to Schneider and do some <laughs> business? Uh, and then the landlord's like, hey, that'd be great. And I'm like, that would never happen. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it turns out that Carter, the guy that... <laughs> the guy that got all up in eyebrows, but uh, he's a publisher of some kind. Uh, he works with Kirsten at the magazine. Uh, so uh, he's like, uh, hey, Seth and Zach, I've been hearing about your graphic novel. What's up with that? And Seth is all apprehensive because apparently what happened with the graphic novel is that it tore them all apart. Oh, right? no. Yeah, yeah. And Summer, they're like, oh, Summer's not going to like that. And this is where I found out, by the way, that Seth and Summer are back together. Okay. Oh. Which is like the least likely thing because she's very beautiful and very like uh, cool seeming. Like it seems like she'd be really cool. It's cool, and he's just such a turd. Yeah, yeah. I don't get them together at no. all. Um, I don't get him at all. No, no together no. with anyone, friendship or otherwise. No. Yeah. Like, why would you want to be around Seth? No, I wouldn't. Parents wouldn't even want him. Yeah. Um. Yes. Is that so, why they're uh, buying all these people? So they can yeah, try yeah. to replace him. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to give, give him a hint. Uh, so Seth goes to see Summer, and uh, he tells her about the graphic novel thing, but we don't get her reaction. Um, and then uh, the landlord calls Trey, and he's like, hey, buddy, let me tell you something. You can't be our handyman because I did a background check. Turns out you're a greaseball. Mm. But because you seem like a good guy, I'll hold the apartment for you for 24 hours uh, so that if Just you come up with some money, steal something valuable. Like literally, he's yeah. like, "Well, it seems like you're morally questionable." <laughs> so if you come up with the money somehow, <laughs> wink, wink, grease ball. If you're able to grease up some money here and yeah. grease your way into some cash, I don't know how you'll do it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you and, should get cracking. And, and perhaps it'll even be some risky business yeah, yeah. starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, you know that hooker stole that egg? Yeah, that egg's probably worth $10,000. Steal it. <laughs> uh, so Trey's like, I think I can come up with $8,000. Yeah. Worth Plus of an egg. 2000 Uh and oh this is where i wrote i think trey might be dlr's brother um uh, so then at night we find trey sneaking back into the house Mm -hmm. and dlr's awake and he's like where have you been and trey's like i was uh uh uh, drywalling because i'm the handyman at that apartment building Oh man yeah and so we know he's lying yeah i do we just know it Um, and DLR is like, you better not be lying. You better be drywalling. Um, and then <laughs> <Not> Marissa. <drywalling. laughs> hey. hey, you're a drywaller, not a lie. <laughs> 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 oh my God. This podcast is so stupid. <laughs> Oh my god, that is a lot of fun for me. <laughs> That's a new T-shirt right there. Lie wallet. I'm a dry waller, not, not a, a lie waller. <laughs> oh goodness! And then uh, Marissa tells Trey that she knows he didn't get the handyman job, and that he lied to DLR. And he's like, "It's not a lie, because I'll come up with the money, and then I'll live there." It's like, all right, well, it's still a lie. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> checks out. Yeah, and then uh, Zach tells Seth what summer, <laughs> damn it, what summer sausage, <laughs> what summer said, and she and Seth says that she said no. <laughs> Why did I write that? 
nice note. <laughs> Super and really relevant. I've done that a million times. <laughs> Anyway, um, so just then Carter comes in and offers, he just comes in out of nowhere, by the way, and offers them a deal, and Seth, uh, Seth declines, and Zach tries to convince him, because, come on, we got to make this graphic novel, it'll be great. Huh. And they tell Summer, and she's like, sure, make the graphic novel, that's fine, but if it tears us apart, I'm going to be super mad. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Ryan finds... Um, yeah, they're at the, uh, what do you call it there, the auction thing, because yeah. the yard sale is an auction. I don't know if I mentioned that. Great. Um, <laughs> he, f- he finds that the crystal egg is missing. Oh, and no. immediately he knows it was Trey. Yes. Uh, so he goes to Marissa. Okay. And she tells him about the lie. She's like, I knew he would try to steal it because the, the background check didn't clear and he's a greaseball. Yeah. So then Trey comes in, and you think it's going to be like a real kind of switcheroo situation yeah. but Trey comes in and goes oh yeah I stole that yeah <laughs> I'm like, listen oh, I'm a grease ball but I'm not a lie waller <laughs> I'm a grease baller not a lie waller <laughs> that's the back of the t-shirt yeah <laughs> um and I hope with time I'll grease my way into your hearts. <laughs> I'm gonna grease up my balls until they feel like my face, <laughs> and then kick them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Whew. Okay, so then uh, DLR is like, "You're going back to jail because I'm gonna turn you in." And Trey just gives him the money back and goes, "No, here, take this. Don't put me in jail." Um, and then Marissa and Summer go to the auction to uh, so, sort of um, uh, buy time kind of thing because mm-hmm. DLR and Seth have to go and get the, the egg back mm-hmm. for okay. these guys who bought the egg. Mm-hmm. So they go, well, it says egg big here, but I bet it meant back. Okay. Um, Kirsten buys a tea set. Great. Good. Wonderful That is all I'm giving you for that one. Yeah. Wonderful side plot. That's yep. all I needed. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. The and will then, they won't they has been very <laughs> will, will she, she won't she has been very <laughs> by a tense. Um, yeah. So then next up at the auction is the egg. So they got to uh, you know scramble for uh, uh, you know to come up with a plan. <laughs> scramble. I did not mean for that uh, to be a fun <laughs> to be a fun egg pun. Um, so uh, Seth goes to the egg buyers and he pretends to be from the film society and he's like, okay. we're oh, doing it. Totally thought you were going to say the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> where we crystal need, eggs are worth We need eggs. <laughs> <laughs> of the crystal persuasion. In the future, all eggs are crystal. I need more of them. <laughs> I need your crystal egg to live. <laughs> This is what we sound like in the future. <laughs> so, uh, so he's like, we're from the Film Society, and uh, we're doing a Tom Cruise retrospective, okay. and I'd like to rent your egg. Yeah. And the egg buyer is suspicious, and he's like, uh, how do you know about my egg? And in the <laughs> and meantime... How did you get back here from the future? <laughs> um, he's like, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know about my egg? Oh, he's from the future, stupid. Um. Uh. So uh, DLR sneaks in the back and is trying to steal the egg, and then the egg buyer sees him and he's like, "Hey, let's kill this guy!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Take it easy, fella." Um, 
So, uh, uh, yeah, so a chase ensues, and DLR throws the egg, like, football style, like a spiral, yeah. to Seth, and I'm like, why would you do that? You know Seth is a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, guess what? Seth catches it, and he's yeah. very proud of himself, yeah. and I was very proud of him, too. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. Yeah, so they get away with the egg, and they bring it back just in time, and... Uh, Marissa, so, you know, everything is saved and the egg's back and all. And then in the last scene, Marissa gives Trey the money and goes, oh, here, I got the money for you. And he's like, oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Marissa, or no, it turns out the tea set belonged to Kirsten's mother. Uh, That's why she bought it. And I'm like, Uh, what? But then I was like. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote that somebody goddamn better get shot in the next minute. Yeah. Um, and then DLR and uh, Marissa are getting close by the pool and their hands almost touch. But then Marissa's phone rings and it's her mom and she and her mom tells her to come home. Uh-huh. So she goes home. Oh. The end. Oh. So this, I have a feeling that like either we needed to know about the brother or that yeah. I, I have to go home moment is going to yes. to be something very important. Well, no. Otherwise, Jennifer Vizon fucking notice. Or, <laughs> or maybe she was like, I, I, I bet someone's st- going to come up with a sweet lie waller joke. Yeah, it was. It was I thoroughly enjoyed this Yeah, it was episode. pretty good. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I had no fun watching it. Yeah, yeah. It, it made for good. the segment was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Not on notice. Yeah. <laughs> um. This has been another episode of the OC Corner. Orange, you glad it's the OC Corner presented by Jennifer V, written and directed by Jennifer V, and copyrighted by Jennifer V. Uh, Thank you for those Cole's notes. Um, And it has also been an episode of See You Next Wednesday. You can find us online, again, at modernsuperior.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes, or you can go email us all your thoughts and comments on the episode you just heard at info at modernsuperior.com. S-Y-N-W-P-C is where you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Mm. Um, don't forget the Patreon is coming uh, soon. It's coming soon, yes. We'll see so, when it drops, but soon, 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 soon. Yeah, um, so keep watching uh, the Facebook page. Keep watching the skies, <laughs> certainly, because we are going to be dropping it from the skies. Yes, uh, along with Crystal Eggs from the future. That's right. <laughs> um, but otherwise... We will see you next Wednesday. That's true. Goodbye, Internet. There's a ghost at the end of Safe Haven and Crystal Eggs in the future. I've only got one pin left, and I'm all out of fucking dreams, man. I've only got one pin left, and my balls feel like a face. (laughs) That can be like a a thing that we say. It's like, and and goodbye, listeners, but remember, if you've only got one pin left and no dreams, you've got to save that pin. That's right. It could be like a real, a real like... Uh, keep your feet on the ground and keep... Your eyes on the skies and, and the pin in your pocket for your dreams. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and your face balls and your... Foots. Foots. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 